When you take a vindictive female version of Freddy Krueger and mix it with just a pinch of Carrie, you get Mary Lou Maloney. We watched Prom Night 2. Hello, Mary Lou. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me today is my good friend, my co-host, my buddy, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing today? Uh, doing okay, I guess. Jeez. <laughs> like, God. Like, God. God. All right, uh, Napoleon Ugh. Dynamite. Uh I was trying to do Valley Girl. I guess I don't do that very well. That did not come across Valley Girl. No, at all. no, no. Wow, that yeah. was horrible. I know I do some bad, bad like vocal stuff. I'm like, like that come on, was... mushy, let's do some Valley Girl. Like, hi, I, totally. Yeah, that was not very good. But um, you know, I'm anyway, trying, to, trying to get you know, like a teenage mind, <laughs> yeah. a teenage frame of view because it's prom it's, season. It is. It's prom season now. I know probably a lot of proms have already happened by now. We're a little tired to that party, but you know what? Better late than never. And you always want to make. A late appearance, so you are seen. That's the cool thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Show up late. Why show up early? That's right. Jesus, who wants to be first? Nobody wants to be first. That's Start, the problem. I'm starting to realize, actually, I really like to be first because you get the better seats, you get the better <laughs> stuff. The and older now, you get. Yeah, the older you get, the earlier you want to be. Thanks for the early bird special. <laughs> ARP stuff. Anyway. You can save $2. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is prom season, so just like in the last two years, we've done a prom movie. This year, we are doing Prom Night 2. Hello, Mary Lou. Hello, Mary Lou. Or as it's officially titled, Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 is the official title. But gotcha. I've always just called it Prom Night 2. Hello, Hello Mary, Mary Lou. Lou. Um, this movie was released uh, October 16th of 1987, uh, written by Ron Oliver and directed by Bruce Pittman. Uh, you can find this on Amazon Tubi, there's that Tubi again. Tubi, Tubi's running wild, man. I saw, like, I've been seeing ads for Tubi. Now. Yeah, I guess they're really trying to get get in on that. And uh, YouTube, it's on YouTube supposedly. I don't know if it's a freebie or if it's uh, a YouTube Red or one. Somebody just put up there like ten chunk files. And... Well, like they did with Prom Night Three. Uh, the the you know part, we did Prom Night Three. We did that a couple years, a couple ago, years ago, and that was all on YouTube. Just one solid chunk of movie was it on YouTube. YouTube. I yeah, remember, yeah. I, I, I remember there were other there that. were other formats, but I remember watching it on YouTube. I don't remember which one. I thought I watched it on Amazon Time. Because actually, when I finished this, I wanted to go back and watch number three, and I went and like oh, it's not available on Amazon at this time. Like, damn it, no. Yeah, it's a, I love number three. Number three is great. Um, but we're here to talk about we number are here two. Number two. Uh, the cast, uh, there's a few people we're going to mention here in case. First of all, our Bill Nordum is played by the one and only Michael Ironside. Love that name. Not, yeah, great name. Um, don't need, he doesn't need any real introduction or yeah, Michael Ironside. Everybody, everybody know who, should know who Michael Ironside is. Uh, so he, he's in that. Uh, then we have Craig played by Louis Ferreria. Ferreria? 
fucking, I don't know, 135 credits, including stints on the X-Files mode of Breaking Bad, where he played uh, Declan, Stargate Universe 24, uh, Star Trek Voyager, Outer Limits 21 Jump Street, and he was also in Tales from the Crypt Keeper and Friday the 13th, the series, and he was in Saw 4 along Dawn of the Dead. So, what? yeah, he was in those movies huh. at some point, uh, doing something. Uh, then we have Monica played by Beverly Hendry. She's go- only got 17 credits, but and this was only her second role ever. It was this movie. Now her first role was playing Tiger in the 1986 cult classic BMX movie Rad. Rad. She was in Rad, where nice. she was Tiger. Okay. And then she also had since on 21 Jump Street, The Commission, and Highlander, the TV series. And then ooh, with Ricardo Lamas. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh no, that was he was the. Ricardo Lamas was the renegade. I don't think that's... Who played... It wasn't Ricardo Lamas. It was like... Uh, was it? Ricky Lamas. Uh, oh God. I don't remember either. Lamas. Lorenzo Lamas. Lorenzo Lamas, yes. Yeah, Lorenzo Lamas Lorenzo was Lorenzo Lamas, that's he it. He was renegade, yeah. Yes, yes. So who the fuck was... Highlander? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Know. I don't know. Uh, and then lastly, we're going to talk about Josh. He's played by Brock Simpson. Now, I think I mentioned him when we did Prom Night 3, but what's interesting about Brock Simpson is that he doesn't have a whole lot of credits, barely anything, but he's the only person to, who has been in all four of the Prom Night movies, of the original Prom Night movies. Uh and he's played a different character in each one. Yes. So that's, again, he's not like carrying over a character like right. commonly. He's just in every one. It's kind of crazy. So who was he billed in this one? Uh, in the very first one, he was young Nick. Uh, this one, he is Josh. Uh, number three, he played a character named Larry. And in the fourth one, he played Father Colin. So there's, I don't know, Brock Simpson. Yeah, just, and Josh was the nerdy Josh guy. is kind of like the nerd, yeah, yeah the nerdy yeah. guy. Uh, Sorry, right, there's the people in the cast we're going to talk about. Let's jump into the movie. Let's uh, time to pick up our dates, give her her carnation, and let's. Uh, I rented a limo. Rented a limo. Okay. Unfortunately, the uh, driver is a little weird. He carries a gun, <laughs> and he always wants to talk to us. That happened to one of my proms before. <laughs> he carried a gun, and he was just like, "So, where are you kids going? What's 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 going on?" It's like, uh, uh, can we just go to the prom? You know, he's like, "Oh, aren't you guys gonna be hanging out anywhere later? Where are we going later on?" He's got, he's like, he's like, "Don't worry, you guys are gonna be safe with me." Like, opens his jacket, <laughs> he's got a gun, and we're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> oh, the nineties. <laughs> but that's a whole different story. Yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. Uh, fucking nice. So anyway, the movie opens with uh, straight with the opening credits. No cold open with this one. Now, I did notice something odd about the credits. Uh, what I found out is that Lisa Srage, um, who plays the title character Mary Lou Maloney, isn't given a solo credit in the credits. She's clumped into a group of five other names at the very end of the credits, where it says like featuring, you know, blah 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 blah. She's got like, really? a group of five names, and she's she's at the top of the list, but still like she's our main. The movie's named yeah. after her. And grant, I, I grant the possession thing, she's not in, but still, like, she's in it enough that I would think she would garnish a, a solo credit. At least, at least a solo credit. At least, like, maybe not the very, not the, maybe a top two billion, but I wouldn't say, I thought it was kind of fucking that they just clumped her into, yeah. like, the 
basically the glorified extras at this point to yeah, keep her like I mean, one line or something. She's on the cover of the fucking poster. Yeah, she's on know? the cover of the poster. She's yeah. the main character, like the main, the whole movie. She's the antagonist. Yes. Yeah, and she's clumped at the very end, right before the producers. Huh, I didn't start know that. Ruined. Yeah, it's really. I thought that was really odd. So the movie opens in 1957 at night at Hamilton High School, where we get various shots of the empty uh, school hallways. Hallways, classroom. Yeah. Uh, it shifts to a storage room, and the camera focuses on this large, old, black theater costume trunk. Um, the chest springs open, and the title, Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, flies out and, like, White ghostly. Light and- ghostly. <laughs> Wind sound effects. But I love the font. Like it's like these the cheese like ghostly font lettering. Yeah, it's like almost like dripping with blood. Not dripping, yeah, but it's not like, quite it's dripping. Like, but it's like wavy, white, and like creepy. Echo, like a ghost yeah. or something like that. It's, yeah, it's really cheesy. Uh, then we cut to this grand old cathedral during a thunderstorm. Here we meet Mary Lou as she goes to confessional. In the confessional booth, she does the you know confessing of her sins routine while the priest listens on the other side. She lists off all of her sins, including having sexual relationships with many boys many times. Yeah, she's she's break, she's basically like I've had ever hear that thoughts many times. I've taken the Lord's name in vain many, many times. times. I've had relations with many boys many, many times. times. I'm like, ooh la la, I like Mary Lou. This is 1957. Yeah, it is. I like this girl. <laughs> she's interesting. Uh, so, and then she during this we see her pull like a, a little thing of lipstick from her pocket. She ends her confessional by saying she loved every minute of it. Yeah, he's like, that's very serious crimes, but uh, but Father, is there something else? I love every single minute of it. Oh! oh! <laughs> the camera cuts to the wall of the confessional where she has written in lipstick for a good time call, Mary Lou, along with the phone number. She puts on the lipstick, blows the, the priest a kiss, and gives him a little wink. And then we cut to prom night at the high school. Prom's in full swing. Everyone's dancing to Little Richard's Tutti Frutti. Tutti Frutti. Yeah, which came out in 1957. It did. And you know what, man? That actually made me feel pretty comfortable. That made me feel like, ah, you know, they did the research. They know they they didn't just pull a 1950s sounding song from the 60s and plug it in there. They chose a hit from that year. Yeah, it basically would have been like that. You know, you know, yeah. It would be the equivalent of like, I don't want. I hate this. I hate the fact that this is the one that's coming to my head. But it'd be the equivalent of like playing Britney Spears "Hit sure, Me Baby" one more sure. time at a 1998 prom. Exactly. So exactly, and that made me very happy. I was like, man, that's that's cool. I'm glad they did that because you know it's so often that kind of crap is overlooked. And when that stuff's overlooked, that makes me go, oh, kind of gives me a little cringe because it makes me think of what else are they going to fuck up down the line in the movie. So, so no, far, that's a good point. I agree. I'm and I, and I, yeah, I I kind of I didn't think about it, but um, but I agree with you on yeah. that statement wholeheartedly. Uh, so anyway, we see Mary Lou. She's dancing with her date, Bill. Bill and Mary, they take a break, sit at a table. She thanks Bill for He gives her this ring that becomes like this big deal. So she thanks her for the ring. And then the you know the camera makes a big deal to focus on so we see the ring. Yeah, it has a little M and L on it. Yeah, I couldn't make yeah, it. It's yeah, like yeah. a bl- big black looking ring. Um, so he asked, she asks him to go get her some punch. So he, he does. He's gone. And when he comes back, she's gone. Uh, Bill yeah, asks, he's, don't go anywhere. Yeah. I won't. <laughs> hmm. Uh, Bill asks some, like, random guy if he's seen Mary. And the guy tells him, oh, yeah, she, she went backstage uh, with Buddy Cooper. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, no, no. And so we cut to Mary Lou behind the stage on top of Buddy Cooper, making out with him, like, Man, hardcore. he is rounding first. Head, he's, hoping, he's hoping for a home run because, man, he has got his hands up in her dress. Yeah. And I love this scene. I love this guy. <laughs> I love this guy. He is just going to town. He's making out. And he can't even – he's so 
Like, like he's being such a corrupt individual. He's making out with some other guys, and in the between making out, he's chugging with like gin. Gin, which he's I got love, a flask or something. Which yeah. I love in between, and they're passing it back and forth, making out. Now, did you notice that they were making out backstage in on their sitting on the couch? Yeah. And there's a big like, uh, it looks like a picture for a play. Yeah. Or something, but it's all flames. And I don't know if you noticed it or not. It's like a I big so. panoramic, but it's all flames behind him. Yeah, I it's, think it's, I remember that. And I'm like, okay, I love those subtle little hints. I love that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, that dude, fucking cool. Uh, Bill catches him in the act, but Buddy and Mary pretty much just blow him off and like, whatever, they don't even care. And they just go back to the dance together. Yeah. He's <laughs> Bill tries one more time to get Mary back. He goes up to her saying, hey, you came here with me. Like He's like giving her the puppy dog eyes and all that. And Mary responds, saying, it's not who you come with, but who takes you home. Oh! She throws her drink on him and tells him to scram, takes Buddy's hand, and she walks away saying, see you later, alligator. Uh, kind of her catchphrase. We cut to the man's bathroom where Bill is trying to clean himself up. Also in the bathroom are two pranksters. One is holding like this giant stink bomb. Like, it, yeah. It's huge. So, yeah, he's cleaning himself up. He looks all forlorn. And yeah. Nerdy, but there's two nerds like, it's going to stink up the whole prom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, th- 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 but in comes the principal. And like, oh, no, Mr. So-and-so. Hide, hide the stink bomb. Hide it. And they toss it in the trash can. They rush out the door. Uh, the principal and Bill exchange some small talk. Principal leaves. Bill Lee, on his way out, he grabs a stink bomb from a trash can on his way out of the bathroom. He's like, you know what? Fuck Mary Lou. <laughs> stink that bitch up. Back in the gym, everyone's gathered around for the prom king and queen announcements. Bill is now lurking backstage in the shadows next to a, a wooden beam that has his and Mary's initials carved into it. Aw. Yeah, that's sad. Uh, Mary Lou's announces prom queen and she heads up onto the stage. Meanwhile, we see Bill is now high above her. He's like on the catwalk. He's up on the catwalks, up high, way high above the stage. Mary's standing there waving to all the others while waiting for her crown to be placed on her head. Bill lights the sink bomb, drops it over the ledge. It lands right behind Mary. The flame from the wick immediately catches Mary's dress on fire because, God damn, what's this dress made out of? Flash well, paper or something? at the same time, 1950s gear, like, half that shit was made from flammable, like, chemicals. and reto- like, I mean, this thing they goes didn't have instantly. They didn't have flame-resistant materials. <laughs> they, like, they're like, oh, what's going to make it stiff? How about we just get a whole bunch of kerosene and spray it on there so it keeps the shape? I mean, not exactly, but <laughs> yeah. they were used chemicals. They might as well spray this like Exactly, because yeah. they did not give zero fucks about no, because this thing goes up in flames instantly. <laughs> and everyone's standing around screaming as Mary Lou's flails around, fully engulfed in fire. And it's a full body it's, burn. It looks, it's awesome. Yeah. It's, it looks really good. It's a full body burn, and there it's it Bill, looks bad. <laughs> Bill's slowly having some regrets about doing this. He's like, uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> He's screaming like something like, help her, help her. But yet he never once tries to get down from the catwalk. I mean, he's, he's, like, he's up in the catwalk. It would take him... <laughs> By the time he gets down, she's going to be an ember. Well, he know? could leap over the side, but I'm just saying, he doesn't really do anything to help. He's like screams for somebody else to help her. Buddy rushes up to, to her to try to smother her with his tuxedo coat, but the flames are too hot too and hot large, and, you can't. and he can't really get close enough to her. Uh, Mary Lou kind of looks up as she burns and sees Bill like up above her, kind of almost kind of crying like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Um she burns to death while everyone stands there watching her doing nothing. Tragic. Apparently there's not a single fire extinguisher in this gymnasium or anywhere in the school in 1957 because no one does anything. They all just stand there and look on as screaming she, and screaming, and as she burns the de- a horrible, horrible death. Whew. The camera cuts to the fallen crown and tiara. 
Then we crossfades back to the old wooden chest we saw. Which snaps shut. So, yes, yeah, so it snaps closed. The camera does a slow pullback to like a skull on the ground. And we cut to 30 years later. And we meet our main girl, Vicky Carpenter, who's at at uh, at, uh, uh, at, at home. home in her room. Thank you. She's at home. And we also meet her incredibly strict and super over-religious parents, uh, Walt and Virginia. Virginia dresses like a modern-day Puritan. She, I mean, they went over the time like, this bitch has uh, got to stick up her ass, stick in the mud. Oh. Super religious, overly strict. Dude, this family scene where they're hanging out eating breakfast or whatever, and she just looks like the just looks like the most dry, milk toast, horrible, boring religious zealots. Yeah, everyone like they're crammed exactly. down. Even the food they're eating is boring. It's like it's like I swear to God, it looks like gruel. <laughs> it, it, I guess it's supposed to be oatmeal, but it's oatmeal with no fucking berries, yeah. no fucking bananas, no sprinkle of brown sugar because that's too exotic and too sinful. Yeah, It'll give you I, thoughts I, of impurity. We're eating just gruel, basically. I, this type of woman makes me like wonder, like. I don't believe she'd be married in the first place. Like, like no guy would. I can't imagine any guy wanting to actually attach himself to a woman like this. Right. Even in the fifties, I'd be like, "Well, this is the eighties. Yeah, this is eighty-seven. Yeah, yeah, that's right. This is eighty-seven. Now, this makes even worse. But even it's like, Jesus, lady, like you're living in like the sixteen hundred Puritan ages or something like that. And and the the father's. As you see throughout the movie, you realize he's not as bad. He's a complete pushover, though. He's a pushover, but he's still. He's not, he, you know, he he's tries a, a little concerned, but yeah. he's not as, like... He sticks up for Mary. Striking. And she is just, like, a fucking, like, Catholic school teaching nun or something like yes. that. She's, like, you expect to walk around the ruler sna- snapping hands. Yeah, and yeah. She's just a horrible person. She likes that Old Testament shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Vicky leaves, hops on... She goes outside, hops on her boyfriend Craig's motorcycle, and off they go to have breakfast at a diner. Uh, this is where he gives her a gold cross necklace. We jump to the middle of a science class where Josh is presenting his class project and giving a pretty great speech about it. Too. Yeah, I gotta I, admit. I really enjoyed his, what he had so, to say. So, yeah, he's... He's <laughs> he's hamming it up a bit. He's, he's hamming it up. But he's using a potato as a conductor of electricity. As a battery or Have something you, like that. Did you ever do that experiment? I, I never... No, I never did do that. I, wait, did we? I, so many people did. Dude, yeah. It's such a classic... Fucking the power of light bulb with a scientific or experiment yeah. because like the sugar and the carbs can can store electricity and it can help power a small whatever can turn yeah. a light on or something like that. I never did that. I never understood it. And whenever I saw it, I'm just like, that's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> As a science project, I'm like, boo! <laughs> I always hated that. Because I'm like, still looks like a potato. <laughs> Didn't do anything for me. But you, but you might be right, but the way he presents it, it was great. He got he got some little uh, pizzazz to it, a little flair. It's got AM, FM, and carbohydrates. I tried sort of, uh, with an avocado. All I could go is Mexican radio station. It just didn't work out. Like there's some humor. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty funny. Great the way he does it. Um. Anyway, so uh, in the back of the class, we have Vicky and we meet her best friend Monica, and they're talking about the upcoming senior prom. We cut to the principal's office. Where we see that a now grown-up Bill is now the principal of the school. And this is where we have Michael Ironside. Yes, this is where you get Michael Ironside. And now now when I see Bill and the guy they used for 1957, mwah, what yeah. a great choice. I swear, the first time I saw, when I, I forgot, but when I was watching uh, the old man, I was like, oh man, they did some really great 
that's some great A special effects to make him young again. Yeah. Because like, it really does look like that could be Michael, it's a young Michael a Ironside. It's such a great casting choice. The yeah. guy looks so much like a young Michael Ironside. He really does. His hair is going a little thin up top, even in, you know, it gets some people that happens. Yep. And Michael Ironside is classically, you know, kind of got the, the ring around the head, yeah. you know, for the most part. And he's got, like, he's balding on top. Yeah. But it's choice. No, they did. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it, So, I yeah, they did a great job with that. Um. And he's talking to Craig in his office where we learn Craig is Bill's son. Yeah. So there's next is a short scene of Vicky talking to another friend, the crazy looking and insanely dressed Jess. <laughs> she just looks like she just got out of the mental institution and no, then stuck her finger in a light socket. It's, dude, it's 1980. I know it's 80s, but this she still looks insane. Totally the cure type. It's goth light. It's goth light. You know, it's like totally like this stuff from cut from the cure. <laughs> Joy Division, uh, Culture Club, all that stuff. And like all the, it's like that t- so- flock of seagulls. Jesus Christ. Yeah, flock of seagulls. It's yeah. that type of, like, her hair is crazy Cra- big. Yeah, it's but huge. It was the 80s. I know. I totally you know, get the 80s, but yeah. I'm still saying, you look at everybody else. Like, but I just love seeing her. I was like, all right. She's, it's just, she is insanely dressed. In regards to the 80s, it's insanely oh, dressed. Oh, you mean like the turquoise hammer pants she has on, yeah, too? That's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, and don't but get me wrong. There's some great 80s fashion. We always comment on every movie we do, but she is insane. Yeah. It's insane but compared it's, to like a lot of the others. But it's great because that's, dude, people like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy. Uh, so next we cut to the old theater prop room storage room and this is where the where the old chest is and it begins to shake and then we go back to vicky as she enters the prop storage area she's coming down there to look for old costumes or something they could yeah kind of bring back or with a twist for prom because her conservative mom would not give her any money for a new prom dress when right. they were having that breakfast scene she's like you're, you have a green dress, and that's what you're going to wear. No new prom dress for your senior prom. I yeah. don't care. And then just like, oh, go out there, and maybe I can stitch something together. Yeah, so she's something. looking through the costumes yeah. of the, you know, the like you said, the yeah. wardrobe. Yeah. Vicky's rummaging through the old costume and the clothes, uh, and she takes this blue dress off the rack. Or at least it looks like a blue dress yeah, at first. Yeah, it is. Uh, and then she finds the old, she finds herself drawn to the old chest. Kind of like a tractor beam. She's like, ooh, it just kind of goes over to it. She unlatches it, but the old chest still won't open and seems stuck. I wish a tractor beam made it sound like that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck in their packed tractor beam. Ooh. 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 <laughs> it's Star Wars. That's no moon. We're stuck in the tractor ooh. beam. Ooh. <laughs> it has to be you. It has to be your voice. <laughs> uh, I'd probably make a ton of money just on residuals and <laughs> royalties. Um, I wonder if the guy who does the Wilhelm screen gets paid every time somebody uses that crazy scream. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so Vicky, uh, she grabs uh, an old prop sword and uses it as a crowbar to force open the chest. Uh, but the chest actually flings open by itself before she can actually pry it. And then we cut to a close-up shot of a black and white picture in an all like of an all girls class, like a class picture, but it's all girls. Um, and Mary Lou's face sticks out like a sore thumb in this picture. Uh, this is one thing I didn't like because it, it, it looked very unnatural to me. Uh, it kind of, to me, it looked like someone took Mary Lou's face and just like cut her face from another picture. It looks a little and then, bigger. Like, and then, yeah. And like stuck it over the face of somebody else. Her head it, looks a little bigger. Yeah, and, and wonky. Yeah, and she just yeah. stands up. It doesn't look right. So anyway, the glass protecting this picture cracks right over Mary Lou's face. Uh, turns out this picture is hanging in Bill's office. And when he goes over to get a closer look, uh, close look, we see like a, a look of concern and worry kind of oh, wash over his face for a bit. Lou. 
Uh, and when he realizes the cracks seem to be coming from Mary Lou's face, he's like, uh-oh, what's going on? Meanwhile, Vicky has pulled out the old 1957 prom queen sash and tiara, and uh, the chest then closes by itself. The trunk closes. He cut the bill now, pulling up in front of a grand cathedral we saw in the opening of the movie. The sweet cutlass. Uh, it is. Uh, standing out front is this priest, and the priest turns out to be grown-up Buddy Cooper. Yeah, so handsy guy feeling up in her butt and drinking gin and, you know, trying to score with Mary Lou. He uh, he became a man of the cloth. Yeah, come to Jesus moment yeah, somewhere. Yeah, he did. I, well, that was probably it. <laughs> yeah, probably was it. <laughs> uh, Bill and Buddy kind of look at each other, and then Bill just drives away. Back to the school, which also seems to have its own ballet company in it for some reason. I yeah. found that really strange. I'm not saying they don't have dance, they don't have dance, but it's like the middle of high school. Like it's like a class. Like there's PE. I get yeah, PE. You have party, act, after, after school. That would be yeah. like an after school part. This is in the middle of the day. There's like a full ballet company going on in this school. Yeah. Um, it's Canada. <laughs> that's right. This is, it is filmed in Canada, but it's still, a Canadian it's, movie. But yeah. I don't think it's supposed to take place in Canada. Um, so where was I? Ballet company. Okay, so we rejoined Vicky in art class. Along with Jess and Monica and Kelly, uh, we can meet Kelly, who's kind of like she's kind of like the mean girl. Oh, and she's eighties as fuck. Kelly is eighties as fuck. Yeah, my god, she is totally like. She, there's a scene where she's talking about her dress. She's it's gonna be totally radical. And it's gonna yeah. have this big puffy bow, and I'm just like, oh, bitch, you are eighties. <laughs> I'm gonna have glitter in my hair, and it's like, dude, she's eighties as fuck. She makes oh. reference like it's the same dress that so and so wore at like it's, she drops some eighties name. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Um, so dated Kelly's upset here about something Um, or maybe I'm wrong maybe it's Jess that's upset it's Jess Jess gets upset Jess is upset yeah I I, I have the names mixed up for no reason because they're talking about prom apparently these girls are all like in the running for prom queen and they're all giving each other shit you know it's like it's a classic trope and Jess just gets up and is like fuck it who cares and just just walked out storms off yeah she's whining she leaves Uh, so Mock and Vicky talk about how the last girl that wore all that stuff, that stuff being the tiara and sash and all that, um, was the prom queen who died back in 1957. Um, that's when Jess, you know, she's gone. Vicky goes after her, finds her in a locker room, curled up in the corner, crying. Uh, Jess is crying over, basically, some guy she like all oh, the teenage girl drama. I like him so much and blah, blah, blah. And I called him, but he won't return my calls. And now I'm having a mental breakdown and blah, 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 blah. But I think somewhere in there, they're trying to insinuate that maybe Jess is knocked up. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking. There, it's, it's totally insinuating this because... Dude, it's like this scene becomes like a big bummer scene. Yeah, it's it really actually is. like it's, it's like it's, it's a pretty powerful scene in a way. It's like because a, it's like after school special. Yes, just yes. Out of nowhere, like wait, what? Yes, because <laughs> she's curled up and she's talking and she's crying and she's you can tell she's like what she's talking about at first. It, like you said, is like irrational. Yeah, you know, it's like I call him and he won't call me back and blah blah. blah. No, he doesn't like and. You know, even Vicky's like, well, come on, let's get over it. That's the guy. The guy's just a jerk. Don't yeah. worry. And she goes, yeah, but he left me something to remember him by. And he won't return my calls. I have a lot of, ch- I have, I just like, I have choices to make. I don't know what I'm going to do. And she starts crying. It's like, oh shit. He dropped the <laughs> bomb in her puss. <laughs> and she's going to have a kid. Yeah. So it got real after school, especially right yeah, there. It's real like, after school. And it was like a pretty tent, like. It was well acted, but I'm like, oh, man, this is serious. <laughs> uh, yeah, which, again, is really 
really at odd for this movie because this movie, don't get me wrong, this isn't a slapstick movie. I mean, it's campy as it goes on. It's but exploitation. It's exploitation, but it's not, but there's nothing, like, other than that, it's not serious. Like, it's yeah. like, what the fuck? They're, they're going for straight gratuitous exploitation. You know I mean? Yeah, it has, it's, it's not slapsticky, but this part is just like, ooh. No, but this yeah. part, like, it's, it's so it dr- vastly it goes, it goes different from everything else in this movie. It goes towards drama. Yeah, it's yeah. so vastly different. It does, like, why is it? It goes it, away from horror and more into, like, a drama. It really, yeah. honestly, doesn't need to be here because it doesn't really help build up any characters or do anything. No, it's just, it, it's just there to, I don't know why it's well, there. Well, it, I'll, it, I'll, it could I'll, be without it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we get another big time jump and it's now nighttime. Jess is alone in the art room, which again is weird. Like why is this girl all alone at school at night? Um, and she's looking at the old prom stuff. Uh, she puts on this blue cape that was part of the prom package and she wraps herself up and she picks up the tiara and she pops out one of the gemstones in the yeah, middle of the Yeah, she's, she's looking at it. She's like, oh, okay. Well, she, I think she's almost looking at it like, I can make these improvements. You know, she's, or I can she's, redo this. I can, I can redo take it. these gems, yeah. put it on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's, she's yeah. going to alter it. Yes. Uh, this causes the old chest in the storage room to seemingly come to life. It cracks open a bit. Because that will not do with Mary Lou. You do not, not fuck with her tiara. You do not. Uh, bright light erupts out as it, as it begins to shake. Uh, the light fills the prop room, and the prop room door flies open. Winds race through the empty hallways. Back in the art room, the radio comes on playing Mary Lou by Ronnie Hawkins. All right, so, but uh, a quick side note, fun fact about that Mary Lou song by Ronnie Hawkins. Uh, that song's actually been redone several times, including uh, Bob Seger redid it, huh. and Steve Miller Band as well. Um, also, while well, I think about that, uh, Hello Mary Lou song by uh, Rick... Ricky, Ricky Nelson. Ricky Nelson. That has also been redone several times, and uh, CCR clear, did, is one who huh. redid that song, too. And Ricky Nelson is actually the father of the band Nelson, the two twins that oh. sing After the Rain, also a big, big band in the 80s. Wow. So, fun little fun fact right there. Did not know that one. We're totally interrupting the flow of the we movie. totally are. Just to drop, like, weird little music knowledge that we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's our show. We can do what we want to. Yeah, it's damn right. Uh, then a giant bag of, like, paper scraps that you use for like maybe paper mache or just stuff. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Big paper explodes right in front of just Jess, boom, which causes her to fall over. And wind starts picking up. Shit's flying yeah, around. Yeah, paintings begin falling, get falling off the wall and they get ripped off the wall. Lights are kind of flickering a little bit. It's yeah, just, and one of those like old and crummy dangers. Why were they ever allowed in school? Paper cutters falls to the floor. Yeah, and the paper cut, it's those wonderful, giant... Chopping, Chop, like the giant blade arm. It looks yeah. like a fucking machete. It looks attached. like a, it actually looks more like an execution. It looks like a guillotine. Like yeah, a, you really could use something as a Just guillotine. Just the chopped paper with, and yeah. it's, it it falls to the floor in slow motion, like bouncing up and down. It's like, oh, what's gonna happen here? Yeah, and then the ties on the cape magically tighten around Jess's neck, like starting to suffocate her, strangle her. She's getting pulled back. She gets pulled back up against the wall as the paper. Sc- Paper scraps fly around the room in like this windy vortex. Yeah. The cape comes alive now, like Doctor Strange's cape, and drags Jess across the room and over to the paper cutter, whose cutting blade arm is, is it's raised it's up, like straight up. And she gets drug over. She gets dragged like over on top, like across it, perfectly where it can chop yeah, off her lines head. Lines up her neck, it lines right up it. perfectly. And I'm like, fuck you, like yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm all Here like, we go. this is awesome. Uh, but they say fuck you apparently because instead of giving us a great decapitation scene, 
uh, which we all wanted, it would have been awesome. Yeah. The cape wraps itself around a fluorescent light fixture. Zips up, wraps around the lights, and just pulls hangs, her up and, and hangs her. Yeah. Jesse fights and struggles, but ultimately she just hangs to death. What yeah. the fuck? I'm like, really? That was the biggest bullshit of this movie to me. Like, you're giving I, me horror movie blue balls. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's... you're sitting there teasing me. You're playing with it. I'm like, yeah, okay, here it comes. The... Slow motion fall. The arm opens, drags her underneath. It's right there to yeah. cut her head off and nothing. Normally what they do is they tease you with one kill and then they're going to do the rope of dope to another kill knowing that the kill they switch to is normally better. Yes. Like, this is the opposite. They're like, oh, here's this great thing. Now here's the shit on a stick. Yeah. Like, it, it's... <laughs> What you know? What I would have liked to have seen they could have done this. I, okay, drag her over. Kate comes alive. Okay, rips her up around the thing. She's struggling, but the cape or the light fixture breaks. Breaks because yeah. it, it's a light mm-hmm. fixture. It shouldn't help sure. her. And then she falls on top of the 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 uh, uh, paper cutter, and then like just from her weight hitting it, the blade comes down and cuts her head off that way. You still get the effect of the hanging, yes. But then she falls into the, the decapitation. <sighs> That's how that should have happened. It was so. Teased. I, it was so. Like, they, it was blatantly dude, in your face. This is basically the equivalent of a girl jerking you off, jerking you off. Jer- you're about to come, and she's like, "Oh, wait, hold on. Let me put it right at the entrance of my pussy lips. I'm about to sit on it. Nope, oh. I'm gonna pull it away. See you later, See alligator. You I'm going home. <laughs> that's that's basically what this is. Yeah, that's what this is. Yeah, that's a horror movie. Blue balls. Yeah, it was so just. Oh god. Anyway. After she dies, we go. We get an outside shot of the art room windows. <laughs> and after so they try to. So <laughs> Marsha's graphic description of jerking you off and then putting, I think, as you said, to your pussy lips, and then saying no. I guess if you bitch enough, you might get a little, a little bit fit. At least to finish with the handy, because they throw Jess's body out the window. Well, I was about to, yeah, for good measure. Good measure. I guess they just try to try to treat you there. So they, she gets hung. And they show an outside picture of the window. Throw her out the window. Yeah, she she's comes smashed, crashing through. Crashing through the window. So, okay, so, so the girl comes and says, she's like, no, she's I'm, back. I'm, I'm, I'm back. At least jerk, let, jerk, me just, jerk. Let, me, let me just at least finish you I'll, off I'll there. I'll finish you off with a hand job. Now I'm walking away. Which you away. never wanted anyway. But yeah, yeah. Who wants a fucking, <laughs> fucking five knuckle shuffle? Uh, John Cena. He does hand jobs too? No, I meant no, the five knuckle <laughs> <laughs> shuffle. Oh. I'm just, that's, um, how they, again, I guess it was the Adrian, but how again they let him get away of the move called the five knuckle shuffle? <laughs> I don't know. And people in the like, oh, it's a five knuckle shuffle. <laughs> Maybe it was. Fucking JR say five knuckle shuffle. Like, Jesus Christ. How do they get away with that? Yeah, this? they changed one of his moves from the, the FU. ST, the, the STFU. The FU was the original one. They changed to the attitude adjustment. Oh. And then the STFU became a submission, and they just add the F in there. And then, yeah. yeah, fuck it. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Jess's body goes crashing through the windows. Uh, but then we see the cape like fold its magically fold itself back on top of a table. Got to keep and it tidy. The, the gemstone that just popped out magically puts itself back into its uh, tiara, yeah. socket, its little place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back at the church, Buddy is praying at a shrine that he's made to Mary Lou. Yeah, which is kind of that's fucking creepy. Yeah, this is a priest, right? This yeah, is, this priest. is the priest. This is Buddy, the guy who got all handsy with her in 1957, and he's praying. To a f- black and white photo. It's like your like, headshot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking headshot. It totally is. Yeah. Totally is. This is the actress's you know, headshot. Lit by candles in a dark room. It's yeah. A, it looks like he's worshiping It does. Mary, Mary Lou. Lou. It really does. Uh, he has some flashbacks of her death scene. And then the picture Mary Lou falls off the shrine. That's the scene. 
The next day, Vicky and Craig arrive at school as Jess's body is loaded up into the ambulance. It's, it's, uh, that's a bit of a long re- uh, response time. She died the night before, and they're just yeah. now loading her up yeah. as the kids, all the kids are arriving. Yeah. Uh, the death is uh, being ruled a suicide at this point. At least that's all the kids are saying that and, she just jumped that's, out that's, the window. That's where I can kind of tie back in the fact that she may be pregnant and dealing with these issues, and maybe that's how they tied it in. Maybe they could explain it away as to why she committed suicide. Yeah. You know, so that's the only reason. That's the only hook I see for that dramatic scene that they did earlier. But yeah, it's just... That's, if they just have cut her head off, we don't need that stupid, dramatic, you know, after-school special scene. You just cut her head off, and it's all, and everybody wins. Yeah. It's right. a better movie that way. Uh, so, so we're skipping ahead some to Vicky and Monica talking in the hallway about Jess. Uh, Kelly comes up campaigning for prom queen. Uh, she says something about Jess, to which Vicky replies, shut your fucking mouth, bitch. So yeah. we kind of see. She goes she goes Vicky, from zero to a hundred. Yeah. And the whole time, we, if you haven't, I mean. Don't know. Vicky is the perfect picture of like the the innocent, good girl, the really quiet, very polite, perfect manners. Everybody likes her because Everybody she's just her. so fucking nice. Yeah. And we, I had a girl like there were a couple girls like that in high school. It's like everyone loved her just because she said hi to everybody. It was super sweet to everybody. And I'm yeah. like, I don't trust you. <laughs> but God damn it, you are nice to me. So I'm just gonna say okay. I, I guess I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Uh. So, Kelly continues on her way. Um, now, fun fact about Kelly, the actress who plays her, um, something Hawks, Terry Hawks or something like that, uh, is actually 29 years old when she played the 1870 <laughs> high school senior Kelly. I look this up because like, man, 29 <laughs> years old, she's she playing a high school senior. Like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Really? You couldn't get like a young? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, no shit. Like, I just watched the um, Halloween 2018. Yes. Yeah, I f- finally got around to it. But it was interesting because they showed a bunch of high school students there, too. And I'm like, God, they look pretty fucking young. And then I realized, yeah, in the Halloween 1976 or whatever, they, they were all in their mid to late 20s. A lot of them were. Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, was 19. But, Jamie like, Curtis a lot of the other ones were, like, all in their mid-20s. Actually, was she 19 or 17? Well, she was, she was around that age. Where the other girls, they were... They were all in their mid twenties, because I was like, "Shit!" I always get, and this is a weird thing to get confused. But I keep uh, the ages of Jamie Lee Curtis and Carrie Fisher mixed up because one of them, I think, one of them, it might have been Carrie Fisher, was seventeen when she first did Star Wars as Princess Leia. Yeah, and, she was pretty young. And then I think Jamie Lee Curtis was nineteen. When I think she, she did was nineteen Halloween. when she did Halloween. Yeah, and it was either that or the other way around. But yeah, they were no, both. I, th- young. I think you're right. I think you're right. Um. So, yeah, I just found that funny, like, 29-year-old, 30-year-old playing 18. Uh, later, at, we go to lunchtime. Vicky has a very Nightmare on Elm Street-inspired vision that causes her to run out of the cafeteria oh, screaming. Time. Yeah, she's standing in line. She's waiting for food. And then she, there, there's no, like, catalyst. There's no, no there's no like, cue for her to a, have this. Yeah. She, like, just turns around, and everything's dark and dirty yeah, and she's grimy. in a nightmare realm. She's in the nightmare world. Exactly. She's, this, is, this is 1987. This is the hype train of Nightmare yeah, on Elm Street. I mean, I, I, I uh, mentioned it kind of like been the, the intro, but yeah, this movie is very much kind of like a female Freddy Krueger movie. It's yeah. very, very much like it along that. It has a lot of that. A lot of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm surprised Wes Craven didn't direct this. Huh. Um, anyway, uh, in the hallway, she takes a drink from the water fountain. The water turns to blood. 
And when she stands up, she signs herself again in the Nightmare on Elm Street Silent Hill version of the high school. Yeah, the high school is very unique looking, long hallways, all like bright orange lockers. Locker, yeah, very colorful. And then when she she takes a sip of the water, she snaps back. And now the everything's like there's a blue background and all the lockers are gray. Gray and it's dirty. And there's, and a, there's, a, there's a there's a there's a guy like in a leather leather jacket, a greaser with the total greaser bag, yeah. sunglasses on. Uh, he says, it's a Vicky. I love you, Mary Lou. He goes up to Vicky, pushes her up against the lockers, and just starts groping at her tits we and trying get, to make get, out of her. We get Nightmare on Elm Street themed sexual assault. Yeah, you do. <laughs> like, it's like, what? Okay. Yeah, I know. Uh, Vicky breaks free, runs away. She flings open a door, and she's face-to-face with Kelly. Back in reality. Back in the re- yeah. Back in the reality. Uh, so, we cut to Vicky at her parents' house, sitting at the dinner table, talking over dinner. And this is where we start seeing Vicky's nice, sweet, gentle exterior, again, cracking a bit more uh, during the scene. But honestly, again, I can't blame her because her mother is a fucking bitch anyway, and I would snap at this woman too. Like, you totally like, yep, I get you snapping here. That, that's not really out of the normal because I, I totally get it. Anyway, Vicky leaves the dinner table. Again, the dinner table, they have a, the biggest pitcher of milk I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Who the fuck is going to drink all that milk and a craft of water and just a basket of bread. They're literally <laughs> eating just bread and water. And to spice things up, milk. <laughs> I, I, I'm fascinated by their food for some reason. <laughs> I'm just looking at what they're eating and I'm like so upset. Yeah. I'm like, I can't bring well, so much. Well, she's Puritan, man. It's I know. Like, it's like the Puritan meal. Too. Right. Like, we're just break bread and that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Vicky leaves the table. Uh, in the middle of her mom saying grace or saying a prayer, and she goes up to her room. Um, in her room, she paints her fingernails and puts on some lipstick and makeup. She looks at herself in the mirror, gives herself a smile, and then winks at herself. And then she seems to have like a sudden like, yeah, what? Oh, wait, what? I, I don't huh? need that what? shit. What? Yeah. And she frantically removes the lipstick, wipes it all off. The next morning, Josh and Monica they're walking to school, and he asks her to basically like, be you know be yeah, my date. You know gonna, they're gonna go. So the yeah. nerd and the friend of. Vicky, you're gonna, yeah. uh, and, and Monica is, is kind of portrayed as like the, the hot girl who's friends with the kind of the nerdy girl next door. Not really nerdy, but the nice shy girl. And she's like, she's hot. She knows it. And I guess she's supposed to be popular too. I don't know. Yeah, because there's scenes of her being asked out by guys and, and she's turning them down. Yeah. And But yeah. she's like, why don't nobody ask me out? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, which is kind of funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, she shoots <laughs> Josh down, but says it would be okay for him to be in the same place at the same time. But she would hate for people to think it's a date. Uh, and she also doesn't want to worry about, hey, I don't want us to have to worry about us kissing in the heat of the moment because that's just a big ordeal. I don't want to deal with any of that. So, you know, let's just not go. And Josh's like, okay, well, fine. Why don't we kiss now so you can see how horrible the kiss is going to be so you don't have to worry about it later. Um, they kiss. And so she, and she yeah. falls for it. She's like, okay, they make out. They kiss for a bit. Uh, and Josh is like, well, is there anything else you want to get out of the way right now? <laughs> I did <laughs> like, like that line. I like, I like Josh. Yeah, Josh is all right. Josh is my favorite character in this movie. We cut to gym class where everyone's playing volleyball. Dude, once again. <laughs> I don't know Canadians. where. Canadians. <laughs> Apparently Canadians can't play volleyball. Is that where you're going with that? <laughs> volleyball, that is so low. And one of the guys who looks like a fucking mutant, Louis Spicoli. There's a guy, yeah. he's so tall. He's standing over, like, the volleyball net comes up to his it's like a, It's more like a badminton net so low. <laughs> And his, he looks like fucking Louis Spicoli. He, this, I think this is the big blonde guy with the blonde yes. belt. 
He's this gigantic. This is kind of like Kelly's boyfriend. Kelly's boyfriend, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking He's a minor character. He's nothing Very to run, but he's just so funny watching them play volleyball yeah. with this tiny net, this yeah. giant. He's so fucking tall. Uh, but the, just like science class, again, all of our main characters are in the same class together. That's fine. Uh, so Vicky, Vicky's ter- turn to serve comes up. Like, hey, it's Vicky's yeah. turn to serve. Kelly's just being a bitch. She's like, eh, takes the ball away. Takes the ball. And like, Kelly, give her the ball. So she's like, oh, this ball. And she it throws. Fucking chucks it. She throws the ball at Vicky's head so hard that it knocks <laughs> Vicky into another reality. <laughs> I love this scene because she just throws it and it just cuts to Vicky's face going, huh? Wow! <laughs> and she's now in another reality. She falls down and everything goes dark. Everyone's gone. She is not. She she is knocked into the nightmare the, world. She sits up and there's just nothing but like girls in short shorts. She wakes up to the Nightmare and Elm Street version of a bad Robert Palmer video. Perfect! That's what she does. This That's is exactly, exactly what this is. what it is. It's a Nightmare and Elm Street inspired Bad Robert Palmer music video. Yeah, because uh, they all start approaching Vicky. All, all these girls are dressed exactly the same, exactly same, the same makeup, same clothes, short shorts, denim. Sh- it's like it's like a it's like blue. a romper. It's, it's almost like a romper. I don't know if it's a romper, but like they're in short blue shorts with like a blue, blue tank top, ta- tank blue venom, in, like, like de- vest or something. Yeah, not a vest. But like they're just like Mary. But they're coming towards her. Yeah, going Mary Lou, Mary Lou, Mary Lou. Yes. Um, so Vicky backs, starts backing away, back away, and she backs into the volleyball net, which is now turned into a giant black spider web, which she gets all wrapped up in and tangled up in. She comes to uh, with all the kids staying around her in the gym, and we see Bill, the principal, looking on from the hallway. Just kind of looks and then walks away. Yeah, because she pops up and she goes, "I'm not Mary Lou. I'm not Mary Lou." Yeah, she starts but screaming at the same that. Time, so he's not a very good principal. Like he's watching these ki- like a girl who just got knocked. He doesn't do anything. To, like, okay, I better check on my students. Well, what's th- happening? At the same here? time, when she pops up and starts screaming, "I'm not Mary Lou," the girl he murdered thirty years ago. I get that. Get that. But you can tell he'd been there for a while watching. Like he should. Like, I get. Oh, she pops. He goes in to check in on her. She says, oh, Mary Lou, Mary Lou. And then he's like, uh-oh. And then he backs away hey, and man, he's a principal. He's got shit to do. I guess. But school nerds can handle that shit. He just does not seem very to care much about his students at all. Anyway, so Bill heads down to the prop storage room. And he goes straight for the old chest, finds it open, quickly shuts it. Uh, and he has some more flashbacks of Mary Lou's death. Um, I can't, I'm just curious. If you guys, if he's haunted by this death of Mary Lou... Why would you keep her tiara? Why would you keep this stuff in a chest in the school? Like, either just throw it away, burn it, get rid of it. Why would you keep it in this chest? Because when he closed it, he seemed to be like, like he knew something was up or kind of. It was. It was. There was a moment. Yeah, there was a moment there of like, oh, you know, he's he's closing in these scenes, really distraught by it. And I agree. Why would you have something thirty years later, especially something? That tragic because yeah. they even talked, even the students in 1987 talked about it when they got the stuff. Yeah, they're like, Hey, isn't this from the girl but, who burned? No, I mean, I, years I was ago? never prom king or queen, I wasn't, I didn't, but I would think you were in the running. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> running for prom, prom queen, fucking Sarah. That bit beat me out. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, um, but I think like, wouldn't the tiara and all that stuff, like, I mean, even though she died, but wouldn't if you win that, wouldn't you keep that? Like the prom queen would keep her tiara. I don't think they recycled it. Like, oh, 
Because you graduate your senior prom, you leave school. Like, do you have to give your tiara and stuff back? She did burn to death on stage. Right. So <laughs> I kind know Mary Lou couldn't keep but like, wouldn't it go either either go to the family? Yes. Or actually, they, you know what? My um, or they just get rid of it. It's like, well, okay, just throw it away. Get rid of it. Like they wouldn't reuse it. Yes. My my mom's stepbrother was prom king, and he got to keep his crown. Specter, yeah, his crown. scepter and he had crown. A, he had a yeah. crown. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't understand why this stuff's just sitting around in his trunk, trunk in the first place. But so, uh, we we cut to Craig dropping Vicky off at home. Her parents meet her at the door because the school called and said, "Oh, she had passed out and had an incident at school." Vicky tells him it's just a volleyball accident; she's fine. The father is still concerned. He's like, "Hey, you know what? We should go see the doctor, make sure you're okay." But the mom. I guess it's one of those like fucking Christian scientists. Yes, thank you. Because mm-hmm. she's like, fuck doctor, what she needs. She needs a good old go- dose, dose of church. She needs to spend some time with the Lord. The Lord will make her right, will make her heal her. There's only three things she needs the Father, the Son, and the Holy, Holy Ghost. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so she needs some time with Father Cooper to take care of it and make her feel better. And then the mother chases Craig off, basically. So we jump to Vicky in the confessional booth with Father Cooper. She confesses to having sinful thoughts about her boyfriend and being angry at her mother. She also tells him that she's been having hallucinations about Mary Lou Maloney. Hearing this makes Cooper uneasy, but he kind of like hides. He kind of tries to cover yeah. it up. Yeah, because um, she even says, she goes, my friend Jess committed suicide. I'm upset about that. And I keep having hallucinations about Mary Lou Maloney. And he kind of like covers. He's like, oh. Yeah, he's like, oh. But, but he, then he goes straight to Jess. He doesn't he doesn't address anything to do with Mary Lou. No, and he basically goes straight into like, okay, here's your pen. Like, you know, yeah. do, he, two he, Harold Marys and blah, blah, blah. You can blah, tell blah. he's more concerned about the Mary Lou thing, but doesn't talk about it at all. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, so next we see Bill burning Mary Lou's class picture in the fireplace. The yeah, because that's earlier. the thing you're supposed to burn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so back to Vicky in her bedroom. She pulls out a sketch pad that she's drawn like a self portrait on for art class, and she, you know she drops a pencil and then she bends on to pick it up. When she comes back up, her drawing has changed to a portrait of Mary Lou. Uh, and now the giant rocking horse, which for some reason this girl still has in her room, it's huge, begins to rock by itself. Uh, Vicky says, like, go away. This is my room. Yeah, ah, so, go away. so Vicky's kind of realized that she's being harassed by Mary Lou. A spirit. And she's like, get out of here, man. This is my room. Yeah, get out. You know, this this, this is, you yeah. know, kind of like in politics. You don't go after the family. You don't fuck with me in my room. You know, this is <laughs> this, this is fly. off the limits. This is a bad taste, spirit. <laughs> so, uh, and that's when, so that's when the bed sheets fly up over her and pin her to the bed. The rocking horse comes more alive when like, his eyes start blinking. His yeah, mouth starts red moving. eyes. Yeah. His mouth starts. And the sheets start getting tighter around Vicky. Under the sheet, we see like hands like moving up Vicky's torso. Again, seeing the grope at her tits. This Mary Lou really wants her tits. Apparently like they love groping. She loves tits. some titties. Vicky's screaming. Uh, like stop, stop and don't. And just as, as fast as they appear, the hands disappear and the sheet goes loose. Vicky rushes to the door, but it won't open. And then she finds herself drawn to the mirror. When she looks into the mirror, she sees that the reflection looks more like water, rippling water. Yeah, it's like reflect, almost like mercury. Yeah, th- yeah, there you go. Like, yeah, kind of rippling. Uh, and then hands begin to emerge from the waters in the mirror. The rocking horse lets out some kind of sound. And then just like the phone in Iron Elm Street, 
the, a giant gross tongue comes out like the mouth, the horse's mouth. It just going, blah, 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 and it's like, blah, blah, lick, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah. it's like licking at Vicky. <laughs> Vicky throws her radio at the horse, which does nothing except explode into sparks when it hits the floor. God damn it. That is a volatile fucking radio. Made in the USA, baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've never, I, I've dropped a radio before, but I've never had to explode on impact. It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're going into battle, boys. All right, what do we got? We got. Well, we're all grenades, but we got a couple of these dusty radios from the 80s. <laughs> all right. We Good got enough. radios. <laughs> Boom. Chuck it over the wall. Oh, no. We got radios. Because <laughs> that thing blew up with, like, up with shrapnel flying yeah. around. God damn. Our door swings open. Oh, terrorists. Don't get your hands on that shit. <laughs> oh. Uh, the door swings open. In comes her parents. Why know what's going on? She's like, "Oh, I just dropped my radio. It broke. Broke it on her statement." Broke shit. Look at her like, like black scorch marks in the, room, the corner of the room from where he fired him. There's a big, big shrapnel piece in the horse's neck. Her, her walls kind of broken. He's looking through, out, outside you can through a tree. See a little bit the outside. Lights coming through. Yeah. All right. Uh, Vicky, cut to Vicky at a, a the cemet- local cemetery at night. Uh, she goes up to Mary Lou's grave. She says something I can't make out at this like, time. What do you want? Uh, and then she gets grabbed by Father Cooper, who wants to know what she's doing out here. <laughs> it's that classic, like, kind of grab. Just say hi first. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> like, why? Like, who does this? Like, he's like, hey, Mary Lou, what are you doing? It's like, why is it me walking up and just, like, grabbing In people? In the middle like, of the night, night in a graveyard? <laughs> like, really? Yeah. I'm intentionally creepy and, like, what? Come on. <laughs> What an asshole. <laughs> exactly. Father dickhead. Uh, so she tells him about Mary Lou again and asks him if he believes in ghosts. He tries to dodge the question by saying it's late and the mind can play tricks on you. Vicky snaps at him saying it, saying it's Mary Lou Maloney, God damn it. And then she quickly apologizes for her outburst and she rushes, rushes off. off. We cut to Cooper and Father Cooper sitting on the floor in the middle of some sort of glyph or rune that he's made from lit candles while we sign some Latin, Latin chant, chant. And again, I'm sorry, but none of this seems very Catholic or Christian. It seems very pagan, voodoo, Satanist side things. Like, I've no. never seen people do that. It, well, he obviously watched The Exorcist too many times. He, uh, he does do Because that, yes. he does set up this, like, kind of ritualistic area and then he's praying in latin as you said and yeah. then he starts saying the power of christ, christ compels yeah. you the power of christ compels like, you to leave this body yeah like it, he just all of a sudden goes straight up exorcist yeah, he's and i'm like I'm, I'm sitting there going i don't think that's gonna work dude you know my problem is like one like, one yeah it's an exorcist but two like normally if you perform an exorcist the person you're trying to perform an exorcist on kind of needs to be present yes he's just in a room by himself like who are you trying to exercise this here is, dude what, this is this is doing no good. This is doing nothing. Like, or is this like your pregame warm-up? Are you like rehearsing? Are you practicing? Are you practicing for the before you go do the big game? Like, you hear the Rocky theme. Dun, 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 dun. I have the tiger yeah. in the Playing. background. He's hitting the speed Father bag. Christ compelled you. Father, is he's hitting the speed bag. Have you seen Repossessed? That's exactly what they do. Leslie Nielsen does that shit. He goes to a big meat locker. He's hitting dead pigs. Ugh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it ends with him saying, by the price, uh, Christ compels you like 20 times. And then we, you just jump to him outside the church, out in the cemetery. Church bells are clanging. He goes to Mary Lou's grave. He pulls out his pocket Bible. 
And when he goes to read from it, suddenly he has Tourette's or, or something. Like I, he just like he opens the Bible and he's like, oh, he's, he's just, shaking. He's got Parkinson's all of a sudden. He just, not, not Tourette's. He just oh, yeah, drops Parkinson. it. It's he's like shaking like an earthquake. Um, and the Bible drops on Mary Lou's grave, and the Bible fucking explodes, bursts into flames. It boosh. Yeah, <laughs> goes up and, and flames. Uh, this freaks him out because he leaves. Yeah. All like, right. I'm out. If you've seen The Exorcist, <laughs> there's so much more shit that happens to those guys. Then they fucking tough it out. Father Pussyfoot here <laughs> can't handle his Bible falling out of his hand and bursting the flames. He's like, fuck it. I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. I didn't sign up for this. It's like, <laughs> what do you expect? Of I me? signed up for that pussy, not the <laughs> that sweet, sweet priest pussy or something. I don't know. He's sorry. He's dipping his toes into the exorcism world. Yeah. And he gets one scare, and he's like, that's it, I'm done. I'm done. done. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> what a so, bitch. The next day, we see Craig working on his motorcycle. Cooper shows up, goes into Craig's house to speak to Bill. They talk about Mary Lou. Uh, Bill doesn't want to talk about her or believe what Cooper has to say. He's like, nope, we're done. Cooper tries to convince Bill that Mary Lou's spirit has come back to get revenge and that she will try to possess Bill for murdering her and that Bill must take communion in order to protect himself. Bill still refuses to have anything to do with it. He doesn't need protection for some shit that happened 30 years ago. Get out, Basically, get out of my house. Get out of here. Now, before I go on here, I really want to talk about Bill and, and, and Cooper here for a bit. Because, first of all, how is it that... How in the hell is Bill like, not in prison for murder or at least manslaughter or something? I mean, he set this girl on fire in front of like a crowd of people... Everybody's like, look at Bill. Like, you know, they, yeah, everyone knows, knows it was fucking It was him. Bill. He, he murdered her. Like, maybe not intentionally, but he, she died directly from results if of nothing him. else, manslaughter. At the, the at very least, least yeah, manslaughter. Like manslaughter. He should be in prison. Boys will be boys. It was exactly. the 50s. That's basically what they passed it off as. It was the 50s. And then oh, they, he sure is sorry. And then, like, the two guys who were, like, actually, obviously, Ryan was like, he stole his girl at prom. Now they're like, now, I'm not saying they're buddy buddy, but they're certainly more cordial now than than they were. Like, well, why? Uh, you know, you share a traumatic experience. It's kind of like you hear about this a lot with fighters. You know, like they'll after a fight, even though one knocked the other guy out, they'll still have a lot. Like they went through something together, and they have like an especially after like a big knockdown drag out fight. Yeah, not but all of them, but, but a lot but of them have. Fighter like, A didn't murder <laughs> Fighter B's girlfriend after trying to steal Father. Fighter A's girlfriend at the same time. Uh, granted, and then okay. murder her by setting her on fire. <laughs> Noted. Not a great analogy. <laughs> You're right. I'm just saying, like, I don't get like. There's like, there's no. Why is he not in prison? They don't even mention like. Oh, I got did my time or prison. Like just he goes from murder girl to principal of a school. Like the did same they not do a, of the same school? Like did they not do a background check? Like again, like how are they even hire this guy? Like you murdered a student. It was the it very well could have been. You know what? The fifties was a it was a different time back then. It very well could have been a. Apparently, you can burn a girl to death and set her on fire, and you're fine. Women were second class <laughs> citizens. They're just like, nah. They might as well have been doing still the fucking burning women at the stake there at the point in the fifties. That's what this is going at. It's insane. Um. Anyway, Bill gets fed up, tells Cooper to leave. We move on. We cut to Vicky and Craig at the local diner again, and he wants to know what's been, what's been going on with Vicky, what's wrong with her. She tells him that she doesn't even understand it herself. They talk more about the situation. She has a small, like, breakdown. She cries a bit. 
And then we jump back to the high school where Kelly demands to speak with Josh in what I guess is like the AV room or like Josh's little private. Yeah, yeah, room. yeah. So it looks like, yeah, it, I guess AV room. Perfect. I guess. Yeah. I, I don't really know what else this thing would be for. It's very small. So I'm like, it would fit a whole AV club. It's like, like one computer. There's some other electronic I equipment. for a minute it might have been a dark room. There, it, but it does. It has a dark room attached to it. Mm-hmm. Later we see that. Yeah. So it's a really weird space. But Josh is hanging out in there all the time. And uh, basically, she wants Josh to fix the high-tech, <laughs> the super high-tech computer voting for prom queen that they're doing now in the 80s. Instead of the old ballots, and, ooh, we're doing it fancy now. We're high doing tech, computers. High-tech, baby. Uh, and to make sure that she wins, and to sweeten the deal, she offers him a sweet 100 bucks. A sweet $100 bill. 100 Good old Benjamin. Not giving in. Uh, she, he doesn't give in. She steps up the ante by He's like, saying, "Name your price." Name your she's price. Like, she's like flashing all kinds of cash. She's like, "Look, I got, I got a lot of money. Name so your price." Josh types out on his computer screen on the keyboard what his price is, but we don't see it. Kelly reads it, seems upset, like uh-uh, offended. offended. You know, she's like, and Fuck. She, she's like a son of a bitch. Yeah, you know? and she leaves. So we stay with Kelly, who then enters the classroom, handing out Kelly for prom queen flyers or something, and throwing more shade on Vicky. And she looks at Mark, who says, looks like another prom queen hopeful has bit the dust. Uh, Vicky comes in, takes her seat in between Mark and Kelly. Monica gives Vicky one of her dad's old yearbooks from the high school. Uh, Vicky flips through it until she finds Mary Lou's yeah, picture. Yeah, she's like, look, I found this in my dad's underwear drawer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Kelly says something to Vicky, but when Vicky looks over at Kelly, she sees Mary Lou instead and slaps the shit out of Mary Lou. Bam! Uh, which uh, actually, of course, is really Kelly. She had she slapped, and she gets detention for this. After school detention. Yep. Did you ever have after school detention? Uh, not in high school. Oh. I, all my detention days were in junior high. I, want, I never had detention in high school. Hmm. Um, I got it once. Sk- I got caught skipping class. <laughs> <laughs> skipping school. Uh, we we cut to Vicky in detention while Monica, Craig, and Josh are talking. Hang out. They're talking about Vicky outside the school. Uh, the detention teacher leaves the room. As soon as he does, the words "help me" are magically written yeah. backwards on the chalkboard. So as if someone's in the upside down Up, well, on the other side yeah. writing "help me," and you know, Vicky's walking up to it like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Yeah, and uh, she gets she, so she goes up to the chalkboard. She reaches out a hand to touch it. On uh, the instant her fingers touch the board, the lights go out, and then several hands emerge from the chalkboard, grabbing Vicky. She tries to fight free, but she can't. And she ends up getting pulled into the chalkboard, which then turns into a swirling whirlpool yeah. that sucks Vicky down until she disappears from sight and the chalkboard turns back to a solid chalkboard again. It's pretty cool. And I gotta say, I love this scene. It's for, really cool. For the 80s, it looked great. It looked yeah. awesome. It was yeah. really cool. The I hands mean, you can easily cool. tell how they filmed it, but sure, it was so but cool. but they pulled her in and then when it swirled around, and one of my favorite things is when she when she's swirling around, there's writing on the chalkboard. The letters? The, the letters yeah. are swirling around as well, and when it goes back to a normal chalkboard, there's a few letters, and they're all like they're discombobulated. All kind of, yeah. And like, like they froze where they were when it turned back, like when it was swirling around. Yeah. That's a cool touch. It is. It's a great, yeah. it's a great effect. I love this scene. It was really well done. Uh, Vicky emerges, then she emerges, she pops out of the old chest in the proper room, naked, and, uh, wet, she's like wet, 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 naked, naked, 
And uh, and you can tell now that something has changed about yeah, her. Yeah, she's looking at her hands and looking like feeling her hair, and it's pretty obvious Mary Lou has now encompassed the body of Vicky. Yes. Uh, we cut back to Father Cooper. He's praying at his church. Uh, he hears someone enter the confessional booth, so he gets up, goes, and enters the other side. We see that it's Vicky on the other side, this time wrapped in like a black shawl or hood or something overhead. Um, so she goes on to say that she's done terrible things. I have hurt my friends. I've given in sexual desires to my boyfriend. I don't know what's happened to me. She asks if Cooper will help her. He says, of course, my child. She asks him, will you pray for me? He says, yes. Vicky looks up and then says, will you fuck me? Will you fuck me? I'm like, oh, rule of three. You got to <laughs> set up set up one with something innocent, set up two with something innocent, and then wham with the dirty. Uh, Cooper at this point looks really nervous, like, what the fuck? Then Vicky pulls down her hood or her shawl or whatever and says, come on, buddy. It's a big free country, right, buddy? Which is what she kind of said to, uh, what she said to young buddy when she was we're making, out, making with out with him. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cooper looks up and says, dear God. And that's when Vicky punches through the confessional <laughs> booth window. I love that. Love I it. I just love it when he goes, dear God. <laughs> Bam! She goes punching through the confessional booth window, grabs him by the neck, pulls him back, tries to like pull him through like the little opening, but he won't he, he fit. Kind of, he wiggles free, but she releases. It, her she hulks. She hulks out. She does. She like yeah. He falls. He's <laughs> frantic trying to open the door, but it won't. And it, yeah, like, she like, starts smashing the confessional. Hulk smash. She's smashing the confessional wall to pieces. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. That partition is just cut, getting to. She's it's awesome looking. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, Cooper grabs a crucifix off the wall. He's holding it up like to protect him. He rambles out some exorcism lines. Try just. I saw this in a movie once. Yeah, the power of Christ compels you. Vicky and she's just like, mocks what? him. Yeah, what do you do with that shit? Yeah, she's like, there is no God. There is no heaven. She snatches the crucifix from Cooper. And then Vicky says, you know what pissed me off the most? No fucking wings. And then she stabs Cooper in the face or in the mouth with the crucifix, killing him. So we cut to the next day at school. Craig and Monica are talking about how they haven't seen Vicky yet today. And that something weird is going on with her. And on that cue, we cut to Vicky walking down the hallway, dressed like she's from the 50s now. Her makeup's all done. And like. She's got like a poodle skirt. Poodle skirt, her hair's done up. Bobby makeup. socks. Yeah. And the thing is, like, Vicky before never was what like she said. She never wore, wears makeup before now. Now she's wearing a dollop. So you can yeah. definitely see the change. Uh, next, we see Vicky barking orders at some kids as they're setting up and decorating the gym for the prom. Uh, after that short scene, we go back to the science class where the teacher in the middle of class, he's going around, he's doing his lecture. He comes up to Vicky <laughs> and. Jesus Christ, I know this is A's, but fucking A. This is the middle of class. He walks up to Vicky. He leans down into her. He's talking to her. Puts one hand on her shoulder back and starts running it down her shoulder, all the way down her body. Grabs her ass, squeezes it, and there's like, all right, I'll see you later. And he basically walks away yeah, it's, it's and like goes back to his lecture like nothing happened. He, she's talking about the Bunsen burner. And yeah. he's like, well, you know, so maybe sometimes you just need a little bit. He's, as he's running his hand down, squeezes you need a little bit more heat. And like yeah. grabs her ass on heat. And I'm like, oh, top shelf perv. Yeah. How can people, like, I, I don't know how you get away with that. Like, I, and that's so out of the blue. It's like. We never see him like flirting with another student. No, in the, in the first no, science this, class. This is scene. the same. Yeah, the same, same. Same teacher, same classroom. So it's so far. It just comes out of left field. It's like, and it's damn. not like he's subtle. High because there's people sitting right next to Vicky. Like, how does 
nobody see this. Like, it's what the fuck? It's a like what? <laughs> like, I guess the A's, but god damn, that wasn't happening. Like, that wasn't right. a thing of the eight. It's it blew me away. So, uh, so yeah, he grabs her, and he, then he goes walks back back up to the front of class, continuing his lecture. And now Vicky uses her new like magical powers to cause the teacher's Bunsen burner to shoot fire out at it, which burns his crotch, like right in his crotch. <laughs> and he's like, ah! And the kid, every all the kids just Get laugh a big at laugh him. at it. Yeah, and that's the scene. That's it. That's like so. <laughs> that's his just desserts. Yeah, he gets his nuts toasted a little bit. Yeah, he gets his chestnuts roasted over open fire, just a touch, just a touch, just enough to make go ooh. Yeah, and that's that's what he gets for. Sexually assaulting a student in the not middle. Not murder. Not you think. Okay, this guy's gonna get killed. No, nope, yeah. he just gets. A, I'm basically. Like, I'm like, cool. All right, I'm waiting for his death. I'm yeah. like, Okay, well, he deserves. Okay, he cool. Have, but they can't. Like, unless they, for some reason, they maybe they cut it out of the movie or they ran short. Like, I nope. why this guy wasn't killed? I don't get it. Like, he yeah. should have. Because this that does not send a good message. Fuck the priest. <laughs> but I mean, I guess why I know why the priest gets killed. But still, goddamn, this guy he gets off. Really? Honestly, like, I don't know why the priest gets killed. Eh, he helped cause this. But no, anyway, he didn't. But if you think about it, the priest really had nothing to do with it. Every Mary Lou body was pretty much innocent. Yes, he was not he was cheat he wasn't Mary Lou was cheating on Bill he was, with Buddy. He was still an integral part of the events that led up to But it the wasn't event. his fault. True, he even true. tried to save her. He was the one who tried to rush and put the flames out but couldn't make it. He really should have been the one that's like, okay, you know what, buddy? I'm not going uh, to... But if you really think about it, Buddy should have been left alone. He had no reason to be get killed. I'm okay with Buddy dying, but this guy I'm surprised didn't. Oh, this guy, yeah, 100% surprised he should have been dead. So we next we go to the girls' locker room. Vicky and Maka, they're wrapped in towels along with all the random girls. They're talking. Maka confronts Vicky, saying that she saw her do something... To Mr. Craven and science, the science teacher. Yeah, they're in the, they're in the locker room, and I'm like, okay, here comes the '80s locker room yeah, scene when he gets to see some titties, but they're all wearing towels. I'm yep. like, aww. Uh, Maka, you know, doesn't really gain with this conversation. She gets fed up with Vicky's new attitude, storms off to take a shower. Vicky follows her into the shower room, tosses off her towel, and we get full on frontal nudity with full '80s bush. So, actually, it was very included. well manicured. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty manicured. That's how they do it in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I was like, at first, I'm like, oh, they're all wearing their towels. We're not going to get to see anything. But then not only was I treated to the removal of the towel, but as you said, complete nudity. Everything. One, uh, the whole show. I mean, there's no, I mean, it's a wide, it's like, bloop, here bloop, it is. And she's naked a lot. She is from here, yeah. Um, so Vicky goes up to Monica in the shower. Like, she's showering. She walked right up to her and she's like, apologizes to Vicky. Starts getting handsy. Uh, no, she apologizes to Monica. Yeah, starts getting handsy with her. Monica says, okay, it's okay, it's great. And she kisses Monica on the nose. They both yeah. giggle. Yeah. Then Vicky kisses Monica on the forehead, then the cheek, Still and giggling. the other cheek. Vicky is laughing and giggling mm. at this. Monica is starting to get like, oh, what hey, the hey, fuck? Hey, Whoa. back off. Yeah, uh, it's getting weirded out. She pushes Vicky away and runs out of the shower room, through the locker room, back to like where her locker was. And uh, Vicky slowly walks after her, still butt naked and wet, just stalking after her. Monica yells for Vicky to stay away from her. Uh, she tries to run for one of the doors. And everyone's gone now? Everyone's suddenly gone. Yeah. this The locker room was full. Full, yeah. People all over the place. Yeah. And now it's just completely empty. And keep in mind, most of the girls were all in their towels, so they they didn't have, wouldn't have time to get dressed. They just like, I guess now the girls are just walking, going to class in towels. Because <laughs> that's the only way they explain how this room got right, so empty. Right, it got empty, empty quick. Um, 
So she makes a run for a locker room door, but it's locked. Uh, Maka then tries to sneak around the row of lockers, ends up hiding inside one of the larger full-size lockers. Yeah. Vicky wanders around looking for Monica, still fully naked and humming. And again, just like a Freddy Krueger movie, like Freddy Krueger would in Nightmare Running her nails. She runs her nails down the side of the lockers. And we notice, her again, her fingernails are painted red now instead of the pink they were earlier. Um, She comes to the locker that Monica is hiding in. She turns to face it. Vicky says, a wop, bop, a doolop, a wop, bam, boom. And And on boom. Boom. The the row of lockers folds up like an accordion. Uh, folds in and on itself, and we see like spaghettios or something like, pour out the just vents a bunch of the locker. Of bloody goo that comes out. And I gotta say, again, I loved it. I liked it. Too. I loved it, man. Like that was it's so eighties cheesy, it's so perfect. Yes, yeah, it was great. I, I absolutely loved it. Next, we go to Vicky and Craig making out on some prop furniture. She's rubbing up his leg, and then she grabs his junk and squeezes. T- There's like, like it's like a angry junk. Like, There's nothing seductive or sexy about this. She's like. And then she's like, like death grips his junk. She goes like, like since we're on the topic of Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy yeah. Krueger, you know how Freddy Krueger reaches its hand back and plunges into victims from time to time, yeah. as he's done in several movies. It's almost like that. She reaches her arm back and plunges it onto his nuts yeah. and grabs a hold of it like, hey, these balls are mine. I know, and I didn't get Whose it. balls are these like, now? I, I get, okay, Mary Lou is a horny girl. She, she's promiscuous. She wants to get it on. She's doing, I'm like, okay. That's great. She can have sex with Craig all she wants. But it seems like counterproductive to her personality. Like, why would she suddenly like grab his junks that tight and be like, 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 ang- like she's angry at well, him. Well, she's, she's demonic now. So Vicky's like, what's the matter? Forget how to use it. Have you turned into a fag? She's <laughs> like, okay. 80s dropping the fag dropping word. The fag. Uh, she hops on top of him saying, don't you want to fuck me? Craig's like, freaking like, what the fuck? Tosses her off of him. But he quickly, oh shit! He's like Vicky. He's, he's like Vicky. He's mm-hmm. like offers a hand, a hand and, he, and he says, "Vicky, like, oh my god, here, help!" Vicky stands up, says, uh, "Just says wrong, like wrong answer, or something like that." Then smashes Craig's head against the wall, knocking him out cold. Interesting side note: writer director of this film, Ron Oliver, yeah, homosexual, huh? Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, interesting. Not that it matters, but you know. Uh, this seems to cause Bill now to have some kind of vision of Mary Lou. So he hits Craig's head. She hits Craig's head so hard that his father has a vision <laughs> of of, uh, of of Mary Lou and Craig in the back of a hearse that's driving through the school hallways. Uh, then Bill's head begins to bleed, and Bill wakes up as death. Again, yeah, very Nightmare on Elm very Street. Ni- it's, so, yeah. it's straight up Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, he, he hears... Uh, Looking something, Bill. I don't know. Uh, I get my notes are messed up there. Anyway, he hears something. He looks up and sees Vicky standing in front of him. Vicky puts on the ring that Bill gave Mary Lou at the prom. Yeah, this is where you can see on the ring. There's so it's like a black gem. Yeah, it's like onyx it, but, or but something. But then there's a the, the clasps that hold the the actual stone onto the setting. There's it's an M and an L. Okay. That are actually holding down the gem itself. It's kind of cool looking. You know, okay. it's kind of a neat design, honestly. Um, Vicky starts rubbing her hands over her body and says, Ooh, good body, but not as good as mine was. And she walks over, stands, they like, just walks over Bill's desk, stands up on it, stands over Climbs him. Climbs onto the desk and then straddles And then Bill. lowers herself yeah. down onto Bill's lap. She starts kissing on Bill's neck. Eventually, Bill figures out that this is Mary Lou. Uh, Vicky, 
uh, gets off Bill, says that says that's my name. She's like, he's like Mary Lou. He's like that's my name. Don't, Don't wear it out. out. <laughs> then she says something about Craig, which I did quite quit. Followed by see you later, alligator, and she leaves Bill's office. Yeah. Twitch. They do a long shot of Bill standing up, putting his hands on his desk, and pan away. I'm like, is he gonna do something? <laughs> nope. Is he gonna pursue her? Again. Nope. Just a <laughs> shitty principle. Like he just. <laughs> What again? First he of did all, murder her, Grant. But even before he found out it was Mary Lou, like he, he had didn't a stop stu- it. He had a student feeling herself up in his office, straddle him and start kissing on his neck before he became. For a while, she's kissing him before he's like Mary Lou. He should be like, whoa, <laughs> get off me! What the hell? Did not stop it again. Shitty principal. <laughs> What's going on? How is he a principal? Uh. So we cut to Vicky at home in her room, all dressed up for prom, sitting on a rocking horse, and the horse is licking Vicky's fingers. Yeah, it's got the red eyes. It's total, yeah. It's, yeah. Now, I found out during my research of this movie that several people, like a lot of people, think that this scene is much more sexual than what we actually see. Many, many people seem to think that Vicky was masturbating on the horse and that she was letting the horse lick her like vaginal juices off of her fingers. And to be honest, I did not get that impression nope, I don't at know. all. Wow. At all. I mean, that is a giant leap. That's a and big Aaron leap. And I, and we've made some pretty sexual leaps. Like, like we've sure. gone to some pretty dirty places. But that is not one I've never saw come. I, 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 I never would have made that connection. I didn't get that cue at all. I thought she was just like, like absentmindedly kind of in the days playing with her sure. really demonically animated rocking horse. Like, yeah. I don't know what was going on there. Like a dog licking your hands or licking sure, your face. Exactly. Like that's kind of yeah. what it was. Like I never got, Oh, she just got done finger banging herself and she's finging, feeding him her juices. Did like not what? get that at all. There's some sick fucking people out there. That yeah, that's man. what they came to from this. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, anyway, her father enters the room, tells her how beautiful she looks. And he starts to tell her a story about how he and his mother or her mother went to prom together and all this stuff. Uh, Vicky crosses over to her father and starts making out with him now. Yeah. Um, at first, again, the father doesn't do, I guess at first he doesn't know what to, he's like, what the fuck? But he and, doesn't and stop he, it. Yes. He's caught off guard first. So I'll give that first, that first second, like what the fuck's happening? But this goes on for several seconds and the dad doesn't stop he it. He is way better than, he's way worse than Michael Ironside. Well, way worse. He did, this is a Father, Michael Ironside's a fucking saint because at least he's like Bleh. he like snapped out of it. Yeah, he doesn't snap out of it until no. his mother comes in. That's the, yeah, the yeah. mother comes in. That's the only thing that interrupts. Because God knows where that would have gone. Would have gone to a Pornhub Holy scene. Holy shit! <laughs> I I what? <laughs> the father just lets it happen. The mom's like, "What's happening? What's going on?" But she's like, "You hussy!" Yeah, <laughs> like, she calls her like the most com- yeah. like comically like. Non harmful words yeah. instead of being like you dirty bitch. He's like you harlot. Yeah, you know. Vicky's just like whatever. She just walks past the mom and leaves the room. And mom's like you Jezebel. Yeah, Jezebel. You harlot. Yeah, and not like you dirty fucking whore. <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, Vicky heads downstairs. The mother follows, yelling at her to repent her sins. Vicky says that Father Cooper is busy right now. The mother stands in front of the door yelling at Vicky and telling her that she's not she's leaving not this house. not going anywhere. You're not leaving. Cut to the front porch and we see the mother come crashing and flying through the front Smash door. through the front just door. Destroy, yeah. Vicky walks out, steps over her mom's limp body and just leaves. And you know who's not to be seen? 
dad. Dad has never seen. <laughs> yep. He's just like, oh yeah. Dad may also be like, um, I got to pack a bag and leave town yeah. tonight. <laughs> well, my life's over here. Got change my name. I'm going. <laughs> hello, Mexico. Yeah, oh no shit. <laughs> or hello, United States. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm sure. He's just like, well, there goes my life. I had a good run. <laughs> I need a fresh start anyway. Oh, man. Jesus. So we cut to Craig waking up in his bed with Bell, Bill uh, watching over him. So how Craig got from the school to the bed unconscious, that's a big leap. Yeah. Uh, Craig's frantic about finding Vicky and helping her. Bill at first like no don't but he's like, you know he's then he's like hey. all right you know what hey if you're gonna do it just be careful so Craig gets up starts looking for his shoes and and he's like hey where are my shoes where are my shoes and he's got his back turned to Bill Bill picks up his shoe and uh, he goes here they are here they are <laughs> and he Bill cracks Craig upside the head with his just, own shoe knocking him just out wops him again. I'm like, this poor chum, like, if he doesn't already have a concussion, he's certainly going to have one by now. He's going to have some He's CTE. been knocked out twice in, like, an hour. He, he just, he's like, poor fucker. This uh, poor kid. Yeah. He's going to have some major brain problems. Yeah, he's going to be, yeah. Uh, he's, I think he just forgot, like, his address now. Yeah, he's going to lose his sense of smell. <laughs> yeah, something's gone. Something's going to go wrong. Uh, Bill apologizes, and then, for, and then leaves his unconscious son there and just leaves. Uh, we cut to Bill digging up Mary Lou's grave. He opens up her casket and finds fo- Buddy Cooper's dead body inside of the crucifix sticking out of his mouth. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. And he's like, why'd you do, why'd you do that son of a bitch? And then he hugs him. It's, it's again, it's like, weird, again, yeah. like, why are they so buddy-buddy? That's really weird. Um, so now we go to prom, which is in full swing. Josh is going around taking pictures for the oh, yearbook, I guess, or something. 80s-tastic, yeah. dude. Neon lights oh, everywhere. Sorry, so yeah. 80s. There's a chick with a pink mohawk dancing around. It's so 80s. It's I loved great. it. Loved yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, it was great. Uh, he takes a picture picture of Vicky, asks her if he, she's seen Monica. Craig wakes up and at this point rushes to the phone, calls Vicky's house. The answering machine picks up, and the message is Mary Lou saying, hi, Mary Lou speaking. Sorry, I can't come to the phone right now. I'm busy at the prom. Places to go, people to kill. Don't bother leaving a message. Vicky doesn't live here anymore. Yeah. Um, eh. Yeah. So at the prom, Kelly's dancing with her drunk date. Uh, she, she says, tell us her date. I think you have a drinking prom. I just wrote this down. And he replies <laughs> with the classic line, I drink, I get drunk. So what's the problem? I do love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we see Bill, who has suddenly changed into a suit along the way, pull out a gun, and Mary, Mary Lou's Otiara from his desk drawer. Yeah, he totally changed into a different outfit. So, yeah, he leaves the house. He has, uh, he's, he's so concerned. He rushes, he digs up a grave. I get, he get, probably got dirty. But then he has time. He's like, oh, I guess not Mary Lou and Vicky, but you know what? I need, I'm going to stop and change into a three-piece suit first. I got to look sharp. It and is, apparently it is, he's also... Uh, it is the prom, Marshall. It is the prom. <laughs> and now he's also like, what, James Belushi in the principal? Or Wasn't he in the principal? Because why does he have a gun in his desk? He has a gun in his desk at school. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So we cut back to Josh, who's in the uh, little AV room. Uh, he tosses the corsage he got from Mock in the trash can, then grabs a beer from his... Computer mini fridge, which I love. Yes, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Like it looks like an old looks, tube yeah, TV, like an old Apple II big clunky computer. And he opens up and it's a mini fridge stocked with beer. I'm like, 
fucking loved it. I loved it loved too. It. I was like, this guy's cool. Yeah. Uh, he sits down at, at his real computer to get the final vote tally for prom queen. In comes Kelly wanting to know who won. Josh looks over and says, it wasn't you. He then leans back in his chair and says, you knew my price. Kelly closes the door, goes over to Josh, drops to her knees while undoing his fly. Yeah, she sets down a breath. She, Is that what that was? One of those breast sprays? Like one of those breast sprays. She okay. sets down a breast spray, drops her knees, and starts undoing his fly. And I'm like, oh, she's going to suck him off. And she looks up, oh, at, she looks up at him, tells him, put your hands on the keyboard and start entering. And then she fucking just goes to town on his wing. So much glitter in her hair. So much so glitter. So much glitter in her so hair. So much glitter. He's going to have a fucking sparkle crotch. <laughs> He's going to have a sparkle crotch. Whenever he gets up, it's just going to be sparkle crotch all over. It is. Uh, and again, I got to say, if I haven't said it before, I love Josh because I do. I, I love Josh. That's a sleazebag move, guy. but I kind of love it's it. It's sleazebag, but he's coming from like, it's like the nerdy guy got it. You know, like he, yeah. he won. Like he, like, he yeah. gets in. Yeah, like, yeah. that's awesome. I mean, hey, it's. He named his price. Yeah. Like, she, she didn't have to do it. She didn't have to. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so after a, a short scene of Bill walking down the dark school hallways with his gun, we go back to Josh, who is now in the photo dark room which is attached to the AV room. He pulls a picture of Vicky that was drying off of a string. Says, sorry, Vicky, tosses it down. He goes back to his computer. Implying that Vicky won. Vicky won, yeah. yeah. Josh goes back to his computer, types out the new winner, Kelly, what's her name, in like the, you know, Word document or Word print or paint, what a, whatever it was at that time. 87 technology, yeah, who knows. Uh, in the gym, Vicky seems to sense that treachery, treachery is afoot. <laughs> She grabs an electrical cord, which seems to let her become the internet or something, which is weird because there was no internet in 1987. But apparently she touches this electric cord and then the words dead wrong appear on Josh's computer because he types in Kelly and then they disappear and the words dead wrong appear in place. And Vicky then grips the, you see Vicky grab the electrical cord tighter and this causes blue bolts of electricity. Yes. Which I knew. I soon as I'm like, oh, Aaron's going to fucking love it. Classic blue 80s, 80s electricity. It shoots out from Josh's computer screen. The bolts of sweet, sweet 80s blue electricity zap and shock Josh, paralyzing him in shocking place. Shocking his face, shocking his hands. It, it, it goes into his eyes. It wraps around his hands that are like stuck on the keyboard his face begins to bleed and his, fa- and his face sparks skins. and there's more stuff come popping off of it starts yeah. to burn away from his face and the blue then the blue electricity gets sucked back into the computer screen Josh falls over dead on the on his desk. I was hoping for a head explosion. I was too. I was really hoping for it. It was leading up to that. Again, kind of gave me blue balls. Yeah. Kind of gave me horror blue I mean, this blue was balls. still a great death, but I, yes. I thought the same thing. I was like, I was really thinking they were going to go head explosion here too. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was again, another great opportunity. You know, it's it was, don't get me wrong. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't nearly as they, bad they, as... They blew their explosion budget on Bibles and radios instead of the head explosion, man. <laughs> what they should have done is had a fake head and throw those radios at it. <laughs> the radio From head. off screen. Boom. Boom. <laughs> it's problem solved. Problem solved. But it was just... It was good, but I was hoping for the head explosion. I was too. Yeah. Um, Michael Ironside yeah. in Scanners. Beautiful head explosion. There you go. Michael, uh, Michael Ironside tie in there. Uh, back in the gym, the time has come to announce this year's prom queen. Vicky's name appears on the screen as the winner. Everyone applauds and cheers as Vicky heads up to the stage to be crowned. 
We see Bill lurking backstage in the shadows. He starts to climb up to the catwalk again yeah, with so, gun in hand. You would think you'd learn your lesson. This didn't work out too well for you the first time. Why would you try it again? <laughs> sure. Uh, at this time, history repeats itself. Yeah, I guess you know? so. At this time, Craig shows up at the high school. He's running inside. Some random guy shouts to Kelly, "Hey, Kelly, how'd you blow it?" Which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Kelly's standing like with <laughs> this great look on her face. She's kind of confused and disgusted at the same time, like how she didn't win. Like, what? I didn't. It's it's pretty funny. Uh, Bill is now up on the catwalk and looking down at Vicky. He aims a gun at her, pops off several shots. Yeah. Vicky shot dead center mass right in the heart. Don't know where the other bullets went, but just because she just seems to get hit once. But he's a shitty but shot. He, he shot like four. Yeah. Uh, she collapses to the stage right as Craig runs in. Everyone stands there in hushed silence and disbelief. Doesn't seem too concerned that there's a shooter. Nope. Again, in like, the catwalk. I know. Nobody's like, ah, get out of here. And everybody's kind of like, whoa. Oh, all right. I'm just going to stand here. You're the <laughs> yeah, shooter. Uh, sniper in the rafters. And uh, so Craig rushes over to Vicky, who uh, seems to die. Yeah, she's. <gasps> yeah, she. And then, yeah. She, yeah, last breath, she's gone. Uh, the MC of the prom, the guy kind of hosting it, whoever he is. Looks up, sees Bill. He's like, oh, my God, look, it's Mr. Norum. He's got a gun. <laughs> and again, everyone goes, oh. Everyone's like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, at that point, Vicky suddenly takes a deep breath and begins to shake and convulse. Her Looks che- like she's having a seizure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, her chest begins to move, and her, uh, her ribs kind of seem to pop as something seems to be moving inside of her. And that's when a zombie-like hand with red nail polish rips up through her chest. Burst out of her chest. Like fucking aliens or something like that. Yeah. Grabs Craig by the neck. Bill yells out, no! As Craig gets <laughs> tossed backwards, hitting his head on the floor <laughs> when he lands, getting knocked out again! Third Seriously, time. Craig is going to have fucking brain damage. <laughs> He's been knocked out three times in less than like three hours. <laughs> Poor fuck. But how- He's done. Like, he's done. There goes math. Yeah, <laughs> don't know math anymore. His brain is mush. It's just gone. Vicky lies there screaming in pain as a burnt zombie-looking Mary Lou emerges from Vicky's chest. It's cool-looking. It's a 80s, pretty good it's, effect. It, it, for 80s, it's great effect. Yeah. It looks really pretty awesome. Uh, the other prom goers are screaming in terror, running for the exits, which are, of course, locked. Uh, it's a very carry moment. Yeah. Sparks begin to shoot out from the lights and the decorations. Because there's so many, like, neon, neon lights yeah. everywhere, you know, like, uh, radical, sim- like, or just like a design. Or just, like, n- like lightning yeah, bolts lightning and, like, bolts and, like and weird, curly cues. Sure, like, that's what things like, like that, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Just funky, something funky. Anything that was on, an, an, like, an 80s folder. Or a Trapper Keeper. Trapper Keeper, yeah. it, it was basically a neon sign of that. Yeah. And the, the lights are it's sparking and flying off that. Mary, Zombie Mary stands there on stage, her arms raised out in front of her. With her bare, burnt zombie ass exposed from behind, which was kind yeah. of funny, but makes sense. Um, more of the dance lights explode as the kids cower in fear. And every time the camera cuts back from, to Mary Lou, from, it goes like Mary Lou exploding lights, Mary Lou kids. Crowd, Mary, yeah. But every time we go back to Mary Lou, we see her like she's regenerating herself yes. like Wolverine. She's becoming more human looking. Yeah. She, she's her flesh is coming back. She's, yes. Returning back to the classic Mary Lou. Yes. Uh, Kelly gets impaled and killed by a piece of falling neon, like a neon lightning bolt or something that falls and kills her. Yeah. Uh, 
Mary Lou eventually re- regenerates nearly completely back to her old self. She's, there's still a few blood and a few like few marks few on her. scars on but, her, yeah. And her dress is torn up, but she, for the most part, she's good as new. Craig comes to, gets up, but as soon as he does, he just gets grabbed by Mary Lou, thrown aside, back down to the floor. <laughs> Luckily, he This time, get... he, does, I don't think he, he doesn't get knocked out. The fucking Craig just gets tossed around. He's useless. Uh, then we cut to Bill, who's hanging like a fucking monkey from the catwalk, <laughs> dangling above the stage for what? some... Like, what? Uh, what? what like, I don't know. Exactly. What happened? He, yeah. He's there. He's staying over. He, he Boom, boom. He shoots Vicky. He's standing there. He's fine. Next time we see him, he's dangling, dangling over the catwalk. Holding with one hand like we, a monkey swinging around. We missed something. Like, what? <laughs> what happened here? Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> we cut back to Mary Lou, who's pounding some other guy's head and face repeatedly into the floor, killing him. At first, I thought it was Craig, but it's not. Nah. It's just some random dude. Craig pops up, hits Mary Lou over the back with like a folding chair or something. This does nothing to her. It just pisses him off. She turns to Craig, says, you're really starting to piss me off. Craig, like, uh-oh, turns to run. Mary Lou gives chase. Bill loses his grip, <laughs> falls to the stage floor, knocking the wind out of him. Mary Lou uses her magical powers to cause some rope to come to life and wrap around Craig's ankle. Yeah, yeah. She pulls him back towards her a bit, but Craig is easily frees himself, runs away again. He runs down to the prop room. Mary Lou follows him. Again, I don't know why you would run to the prop room because that's like a you, again. It's it, a dead end. You're in the basement with one way in, one way out. But to be perfectly honest, it'd be it'd make who who ran to the prop room? Craig. Yeah, it'd make more sense if Bill ran to the prop yeah, room. Bill or because, Vicky if she was around. But Craig, right. why well, Craig well, runs down there? Vicky's Vicky's gone. her body's yeah, destroyed. Yeah, I get it. But I'm just saying, I agree with you. It makes zero sense for Craig to it run down there. Should have been Bill. Should have been Bill. Mm-hmm. Craig should have been running for a door, running right, for right, somewhere right, else. Right. He makes no sense. Uh, so uh, where were we? Uh, Cause the rope back for Craig. A proper okay. So at this point, she starts kind of toying with Craig. Like she knows where he's. She's kind of like, you know, making something explode here. And she, she's toying with yeah. him. Yeah, toying because and uh, she's letting him run around a bit high, but she she knows where he is every time. He's so he's cat and mouse toys. Uh, Craig then bumps into a prop sarcophagus. Yeah, the level of props this high school have is like have a must, movie. It's like movie studio. They must have a fantastic theater, theater department. department. Yeah, there's yeah their budget for the arts program is through the roof. Uh, Craig bumps into the sarcophagus, which opens up when he bumps into it, and inside is Josh's dead body. So how Josh got down here, who knows. Uh, Josh's dead body reanimates. Like his head spins around. His head turns completely around like Linda Blair in The yeah, Exorcist. In The Exorcist. Josh speaks to Craig and says, you're in deep shit. <laughs> Craig slams the sarcophagus closed. He, he hears Vicky's voice now coming from the other side of the door. She's crying, begging for him to let her in, which he does. He opens the door and lets her in. She, and Vicky, it's the, it is Vicky. It's Vicky. She, she lunges at him. They hug. They're crying in each other's arms. Uh, they cry and embrace each other. Then Vicky turns into Mary Lou, who whispers, sucker, into <laughs> Craig's ear. I kind of liked it. Craig backs away from her. The old chest begins to rattle and shake as we see bright light escaping through its cracks. Mary Lou looks at Craig and says, bye-bye. The chest flings open. Bright light fills the room and nearly blinds Craig. And then Craig begins to get sucked into the chest. Mary Lou stands by watching and says, again, see you later, alligator. Craig's screaming in terror as he's being sucked into the chest. He's nearly completely pulled in. He's holding on to the side of the chest like this. Desperately, like just the edge of the crest. He's about to be gone. Bill shows up behind Mary Lou holding the tiara. He calls her name. Again, 
not very panicky or not much urgency. He's not like, Mary Lou or Craig. He's just like, Mary Lou. <laughs> like, real, like, chill. Like, uh, well, when Michael Ironside speaks, you listen. I, right, but I'm saying his son, <laughs> his son is about to get sucked I into sh- a magical, weird, demonic trunk. And he's like, holy shit, no, Mary Lou, stop. He's like, Mary Lou. <laughs> he's got a commanding presence, Marshall. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Bill place, walks up to her, places the tiara on Mary Lou's head. She lets out like a sigh of relief, and they start making out. Sweet. <laughs> We're like, what? <laughs> but, all right. 30 years okay. too late, but yeah, hey. Like, again, it would make more sense if it was like, why? What? You? She left him. I don't know. Anyway, they're making out. <laughs> Makes no sense. Now the co- the camera does that weird, like, super fast, zoomy track shot that uh, uh, you've seen, like, all the horror movies. And, uh, Sam Raimi does it very well yeah, in, like, the Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Stuff. I almost said Deadline, mm-hmm. but yeah, Evil Dead movie. So that thing, it takes us it takes us up from the prop room, back through the gym, out to school, back to the cemetery, all the way up to Mary Lou's grave, which fucking explodes, too. <laughs> Her grave <Ba-boom>. explodes. <laughs> Next is a shot of... Mary Lou and young Bill slow dancing in slow motion at their prom in 1957. She's got the tiara on. The cape on, the sashes yeah, on. It, it looks like the burning event never took place. Exactly. She became and like none of the none of the bad mojo that happened that night took place because she's in the arms of Bill as the queen dancing. Exactly. Uh we crossfade back to Craig in the prop room. The old chest slams shut. A moment of silence goes, he's there. And then we hear Vicky's voice coming from inside the chest. Craig pries it open, pulls out a very slimy and goo-covered Vicky, who is no longer wearing her blue prom dress, but just her regular clothes. They hug. We cut to the school's parking lot, where cops and ambulances are gathered around. Some angry cop just says, I don't know what's going on. Something strange. And like, that's it. Like, just, what's going on there? <laughs> It's so weird. It's like this one angry cop. Um, Vicky and Craig exit the gym, arms wrapped around each other as bodies are loaded up into the ambulance. Bill pops up. Like, okay, what? But he's there. Finds Craig and Vicky. He asks if they're okay. And they're like, yeah, we're okay. Takes them over to his car. Vicky and Craig get in the back seat. Bill gets in the driver's seat, turns on the radio. They're, they're escaping. They're going to drive uh, from, yeah. There's a sense of relief. Yes. And the song on the radio is the Ronnie Hawkins Mary Lou song again. We see Bill's hand um, on the, on the back wheel. of the passenger seat, yeah. and he's wearing Mary Lou's ring. Bill turns to face the two of them and says, hey, kids, they're playing our song. The doors magically lock, or he locks the doors, I guess. <laughs> turns back around, says, let's cruise, and he drives off into the night as Vicky screams. And the license plate on the car reads Mary Lou 2. The camera pans up to the night sky. Fade, you know, blackout, whatever. Roll credits. That's Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Woo! Uh, Yeah, kind of a... I guess we'll talk more about it. We'll talk more about it later. But let's move on to this week's Favorite Kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite Kill. All right, Aaron, what do you got for favorite kills? Favorite kills. Uh, the kills weren't bad. No, I liked them in this. They except for bad. Jess, but I liked them. Yeah, except for that. God damn it. <laughs> I talked about it enough, but again, fucking A. Yeah. Ugh. But uh, I liked some of the effects are pretty decent. But I think the one I liked the best was um, her friend getting crushed in the lockers when she's like, really? bop, 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 bam. Boom and squish. 
The blood comes out. I just like the whole setup. I like that, you know, we see how powerful Mary Lou is. I like the impact of it crushing on Boom. I just thought it was cool. I just thought it was cool that she was naked the whole time. And it was, <laughs> no, it was, it's not it's not necessarily sexual. It just shows that, like, she doesn't give a fuck. She is, you know, there's something, it's, it's, it's just that little extra, you know, she's so fucking scary. You know, she's, she's, it's, it's more intimidating in a way. Because when you're naked, you're exposed. You're vulnerable, right? Yes. And she is still stalking in a most vulnerable way and still being that fucking terrifying. It, that added an element, not necessarily out of sexuality, but of intensity. And when this, the squish happened on Boom from Tutti Frutti, Little Richard, it was just cool. And it wasn't the best effect, but it was just so, it was, that whole scene leading up was so cool and interesting and fun for me. That's my favorite kill. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised by that. Uh, I thought for sure you were going to take Josh because of the blue lightning. You always. Oh love. yeah, don't get me wrong. I love blue lightning, but yeah. <laughs> again, again, and the reason I didn't pick that one is I already talked about it. It just kind of gave me a little blue balls because I wanted that little. You wanted the head explosion. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I I think I'm probably going the same thing. I the locker. Really? I I, I didn't think I would. Huh. I, I like it's but what's also not like Josh is. It's hard to go get Josh is a great kill. Josh is my favorite yeah. character. Um, but yeah, that locker just the lead up to it and like yeah, the wop wop blue but wop bam. Boom, and then it's it, the, the way like everything you said. I agree with it. So yeah, I think I'm going with the uh, locker scene too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen locker crushes before in other movies, but that's still it was just done. And it wasn't the best, but it was. It, but it, it, was, was, it was fun. Everything it leading worked. up to it, I think, just yeah. worked really. well. It did. It worked very well. Um, yeah, Josh is definitely number two, but whatever. Yeah, and and it just it, even though it's maybe not a kill, but the scene where the Mary Lou climbs out of her as the zombie, that's fucking cool. No, that was a great scene. Yeah, but again, I don't know if they call it a kill, but yeah. still, but it was a great effect. Great, it looked great. It yeah. looked really cool. It was a great impact. I like it a lot. Also, Mary Lou fucking dying in the beginning, getting burned, that, that full body burn. Full body looked amazing. Jesus good. Christ! I, again, I'm surprised at how well the effects of this movie really yeah. were uh, for. I you know the first thing you'd see me a little cheesier or not yeah. as popular it wouldn't be as good but yeah um, all right so there there it is we are we we agree on we had the same favorite kill this week so let's move on to the odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, ratings. Uh, IMDb gives it a five point six out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes it has a thirty six percent on the thermometer with a thirty seven percent audience score. And Amazon gives it a 3.9 out of 5. Huh. Uh, plot keywords, there were 66. Uh, I wrote down a few of them this year. We had pubic hair, <laughs> sexual repression, crimped hair. I like yeah. that. Crimped. Oh, she was like, that scene when she's walking around naked, that hair is so long and so, so crimped. crimped. Yeah, it is. Uh, Apple computer and Apple Macintosh computer are both huh. keywords. <laughs> okay. Oral sex and fellatio. And gay slur is a key word. Ooh, gay slur. <laughs> yeah. I like my movies with a little touch of gay slur. Yeah, I like my movies with a little bit of huh. homophobia and gay slur. Yeah, I like it. So there's a, there was a black keyword. Trivia. There was actually a decent amount of trivia for this one. Uh, one thing to note is that several characters in this film share a last name with a cult film director or author, such as Wes Craven, uh, John Carpenter, John Waters, and Frank uh, Hen and Lot are all are all people who John Waters, huh? I like yeah. that. I like he's giving a Monica's shout out. Uh, Monica's last Waters. name is Waters. Okay. Kelly's last name is Hen and Lauder. Vicky Carpenter, the teacher was Craven, and then the principal's name was I think either Romero or uh, King or something like after Stephen King or something. Um, 
Anyway, at the time, Mary Lou's death, which we talked about, that fire was the longest running fire stunt in a yes, movie at yes. the time. Uh, the phone supposedly, not you can't verify this, but supposedly the Mary Lou, the no, phone number that Mary Lou writes on the confessional booth was actually screenwriter Oliver Ron Oliver's phone number at the time, and supposedly no one called. Yes, yes, because <laughs> I I watched a uh, interview with uh, Ron Oliver afterwards because. I wasn't sure if I was going to be running this one, but this this yeah. episode. So I took a lot of notes and I did a lot of research myself. But yes, I, in in the interview, he did say that was my phone number in Toronto and nobody called. And he was like, <laughs> he was really disappointed. He's like nobody called. <laughs> like, that actually was, surprised me. Yeah, like he was hoping. I mean, they had, yeah. The eight six seven five three zero nine had that phone number had to be banned because too many everybody was calling it. They sure. had to ban that phone number. You cannot get that phone number. Because that song, but this phone number in a real phone number in a movie, nobody calls nobody it, called it in the eighties. Like, nobody are you serious? <laughs> Wouldn't figure that thing would have been ringing off the hook. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, it, the movie was written and originally written and filmed as the haunting of Hamilton High. The title was changed to Hello Mary Lou Prom Night Two by the Samuel Goldwyn Company, who purchased it and decided to market it as a sequel. The similarities to the original Prom Night, such as the name of the school. And the uh, line is not who, not who you go with, but who takes you home, were completely coincidental. Hmm. Uh, though the movie is filmed 1987, relics of the movie could still be found at the junior high school where it was filmed today. Uh, the black paint that covered the windows could still be seen in the windows of, t- of the school library until they replaced them in 2001. But there's a lot of other parent, uh, a lot of other things from this movie that are still at the old uh, junior high. Interesting. Yeah. Um, when tasked with directing reshoots, first-time director Ron Oliver called Russ Craven for some good advice yeah. on directing a teen horror film. Apparently, his advice was, give them a scare, give them a hard-on, send them home. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. In uh, one of the few positive reviews of the film, the LA Times called it the Blue Velvet of High School Horror Movies. Uh, an cameo, apparently, Ron Oliver makes an on-screen cameo as the prom-goer who... Yells in the crowd, hey, Kelly, how'd you blow it? Yes, Which we actually yes, caught. So that was Ron yes. Oliver. And the poster of the film is the main inspiration for the album art for Metalcore, for the, for Metalcore band Falling in Reverse's 2011 album, The Drug in Me is You, featuring lead singer's ex-girlfriend Mandy Murders in a locker with her arms crossed, a rose between them, wearing a prom dress tiara and white gloves. Cool. Uh, and that's where I got. There's a few other things, but those were the more relevant ones. So that's what I yeah, uh, went just with. just little things that I picked up too. Um, so we talked about a lot about Nightmare and Elm Street stuff. So the horse effect, the horse uh, the, the who sticks out its tongue yeah. goes la, 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 la. same guy did the, the phone. phone in Nightmare on Elm Street. So a lot of the same people. And some, during this interview that I watched with Ron Oliver, he talked about how he got lucky because a lot of these people who did the special effects in this movie were very young and were cutting their teeth and were incredibly talented and went on to do way better stuff. He goes, he goes they did way better stuff than this movie ever was. So <laughs> I got lucky. I got them when they were young and were very hungry. And show you know it shows it really does. Yeah, it, I, like I said I was very surprised by the level of the effects in this movie. So it definitely does show. Um, all right, so that's all for trivia. Let's move on to this week's budget game. It's now time to play everyone's favorite game. Guess the budget. All right, I don't know if I can hold that much longer. Uh, unfortunately, it is going to be a little different. It is not the budget. Now, I don't know if you have this, if you did research on it or not, but we're going to do opening weekend 
gross and then total gross in the United States instead of budget. How much movie did this make in its opening weekend and how much did it make in its total theatrical run? Opening weekend? Opening I weekend. I don't know. Uh... <sighs> and my numbers are in American dollars, not Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> um... Opening weekend, $150,000. All right. Um, do you want to guess Toll Gross at the same time, or do you want me to... If I... Know? Well, I think I saw it. And okay. you did that great intro budget game, and I'm like, oh, I saw... Okay. I, I didn't... I don't I don't know about opening weekend. All right. But if I remember correctly, I think it was $2.6 million. Yeah, two two yeah. million six hundred eighty yeah, thousand yeah, five hundred ninety. Sorry, sorry, man. You did such a great thing, budget game. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but opening weekend, I did not see. Okay, well, the opening weekend budget, you guessed a hundred, not budget, but gross. You yeah. guessed one hundred fifty thousand. Opening weekend gross nine hundred and eleven thousand oh, three hundred fifty one, right. okay. just under a million. So you came in way short on that one. I thought maybe it would be opening weekend, and then the mer- word of mouth helped spread it. You know, it's so. It- Anymore, uh, so yeah yeah maybe i might go back and re cut out my old budget game intro then no cause... it was so good <laughs> and i felt so bad because i'm like oh no <laughs> um all right so that that's that let uh let's move on to this week's five star reviews is this your guilty pleasure five star reviews all right five starring it up uh, there are only 27 reviews on Amazon for us, which surprised me. Yeah, it surprised me too, considering Prom Night has a very, you know... Dude, it's they, a famous yeah, franchise. it's a franchise. Yeah. And even like even in the 90s, when they brought it back with Scream, the character, uh, Jamie Kennedy character, talking about Prom Night, Prom yeah. Night, Prom Night. Well, the, yeah, the original yeah. one, yeah. yeah but yeah. still, it's, it's a well-known franchise. But yeah, only 27 total reviews, 56% are five-star, with only 7% being one-star. Um so from JT Contreras, the first prom night kind of sucked in my opinion, but this was a far better sequel I've ever seen. I'm 40 years old and I can honestly tell you this movie is downright evil to the core. A must have for superior horror fans. You won't be disappointed. Five stars. Woo. Someone's a little pretentious and a little <laughs> stuck for superior horror fans. I have a feeling most superior horror fans probably turn their noses up at this and say, this, this is like sucks. third Reich superior. Yeah, like, this like, is, the master race of horror fans. Yeah. That's a, wow. This guy's like into eugenics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from KR writes, after seeing this quote unquote OG when it came out in the 80s, I'm watching it again, 2017, and totally seeing Mary Lou as a feminist. But she's the, but she's the bad guy, question mark? Too bad. Am I a F you? No. I saw her as an anti-hero back in the day without understanding why I liked her. Now I get Mary Lou's F you purpose, but with more dimension? Huh? Five stars. Caesar's a feminist. I I guess because in the 50s, she was a promiscuous, a very sexually. She, and she, li- she drank. She fucked who she wanted. She did what she wanted. Yes. She wasn't following the protocol of so many other people. She, you know, yeah, so I, I, I see, see that. that. But then she's like, but then he's like, am I fucked up? I don't get antihero. I get Mary Lou's F you purpose. Fuck you purpose. Fuck. I, I don't. I guess it's like, you know, F you to the crowd. F you to the establishment. Yeah. To the man. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to drink. But, but it has more dimension than that. Mm. It's got layers. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's that deep. Uh, from Amazon customer just writes thick. 
T-H-I-C-C-C-C-C-C-C. So I don't know what that fucking means. <laughs> Thank you for that one. It's like a typo. Like someone fell asleep, somehow accidentally fell asleep on their keyboard. Right at the right. Somehow, because it's an Amazon customer. It's, yeah. not, so, so. it's a customer thick with like somehow. five C's. No K at the end, just five C's. All right, that's it. And then one star wrote down two. From T-E-R, from Tur. These are, this is a one star. These are one stars. Uh, poor acting. Nudity doesn't make this film any better. Just bad all around. Whiny high school kids. Confused. One star. Hmm. As when Tommy T. Terrible. The first movie is so much better. Waste of time. One star. Uh, well, I'm glad you said eh. Because that brings yeah. us to our, our, our take. Our final thoughts. So, go ahead. Lead it off. Uh, we saw Prime Night three a couple years ago, and yeah. that was totally slapstick. But that was like its own thing. Yeah. And it was fun. It, it was. was fun. But this one totally had a different tone, more of a serious uh, exploitation type. Not necessarily serious, but I guess it's, was- it's definitely not as campy. It's that middle ground between one and three, because three was definitely okay. We're going camp. Yeah. We're going silly. This one was still more serious, but still had like some campy but, but effects But because it there. had the, the effects of the Nightmare on Elm Street, yes. the fun effects, the things like that, it kind of fell in its own niche. And you know what? I liked it. I'm going to say so bad it's good. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, and you could tell the, uh, the director, the writer-director, kind of just was... It's a it's it's a it's an obvious homage to what he is inspired by. The Exorcist. Carrie. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very obvious. I mean, he even talked to Wes Craven for hit for hints and help. So it's not like he's shying away from the fact that he's inspired by these things. He's it's almost like an homage to what inspired him to be a film a horror filmmaker in the first place. And I thought it was unique enough. It, it paid the homage in such a way that it wasn't completely over the top, but it was a very obvious. You know, it, it was a good. It, he did it well. So I enjoyed it. It was an original idea of the, you know, the the dead prom queen coming back from the, you know, the dead to haunt in the future. So I liked that. It had its own original spin on it while still paying homage to the experiences that made him want to make movies. I liked it. Okay. I liked it. Um, You know, I, I was surprised. Um, I It surprised me because I remember watching it. It might have been last year, this time when we trying to figure out prom when we ended up doing prom ride, which was fucking awful. <laughs> uh, but I remember thinking like, oh, this movie sucks. Like it's boring. But then I, when I went back and watched it this year, I was like, this movie's amazing. Like I love this movie. Like it's so much fun. Like it's not, I, I would say it's not as, Prime Night 3 is more, definitely more fun. More, it's definitely more silly fun. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, but uh, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. fun. But this movie was a lot of fun. Like it was done well. The effects were so much better than I was expecting. Yeah. It really helps sell the movie. The, I, I like the premise. I like, I like everything. Like it just surprised me. Like I guess again, so bad. It's good. It's worth the watch. I, I don't really know what more I can say that you, without repeating myself, like that you've already said. Well, the acting was decent. It was well, pretty Michael good. Michael Ironside. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, even even though they are somewhat one-dimensional characters. It is a horror movie, but yeah, but still but the acting they, was... They still kind of had, you know, not necessarily layers, but it's they, they did it very well. Each character, you know? even if they were one-dimensional, they stood out. And they were each their own character right. to enough where they weren't all the same. They weren't. We've seen a lot of other horror movies where they're kind of all the same. People. Exactly. Just, I, I I thought it was well acted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good point. We didn't talk about that much. The acting is, is surprisingly solid. Uh, 
the writing's fine. Uh, yeah, I just we I don't know what else to say without repeating myself and dragging this out. But it's so bad, it's good. It's worth the watch. I really enjoyed it. Um, some the kills were surprisingly good and fun. Um, all right, I, I don't know what to say. Without it's not, it's not a, I mean, it, it's not like a it, great. I will say like, Act Two kind of draw, slows down a little bit. I will say because I did fall asleep. Well, first time I watched this, I was. I was having some beers. I was enjoying myself, and yeah. I started to kind of doze off a well, little bit. Well, that could bit. be the beers, but yeah. Yeah, 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 it was, you know, but at the same time, it just moved a little slower. Like, after Jess's death, it seemed to kind of slow down yeah, a but, little bit. Yeah, I mean, but that's typical yeah. of a lot of movies. Act sure, is always sure. a lot, kind of that slower building, especially in horror movies. You get a lot of them, you know, you get the fast opening, and then you get that downtime where you're building up the characters before the big Act 3 climax craziness. We see it all the time, but I get it. There's some slowness to it. Mm-hmm. Um but it doesn't. It's not that. It's not bad enough to not. No, watch no, no, the movie. absolutely it's not. Yeah. Like, again, it's it's. I'm trying to play devil's advocate. Right. You know, I'm trying to split hairs because I'm not. But we don't have know. to split hairs because we both liked it. True. We have no reason to split hairs on this one. Um. Yeah. We. Suggest, if you haven't seen it, I'm kind of surprised if you haven't. But if you haven't, go watch it. Um. It's on Amazon. I think it's free right Amazon now. Amazon Prime for yeah. free. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Tubi. And Tubi. If you're if you're a tuber, <laughs> a Tubi, a Tubi head. I don't know what people tubers call themselves. Uh. But yeah. Tubalicious. Tubalicious. Uh. Tubular? Tubular. Tubular. Tubular Tubi. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, all right, guys, we're going to wrap this up. We'll be back uh, We'll be back shortly, in a short amount of time, maybe next week, maybe two weeks. I don't know, but we'll be back soon. <laughs> okay. I don't know. We'll figure uh, it out. That's news to me. But... <laughs> Probably next week. <laughs> we'll be back with another horror movie. In the meantime, guys, watch more horror movies. And remember to always keep it tight.